0: to the Load Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gage Sampson, with my co-host, Jordan Briggs. How are you doing today? Oh, not too bad. Ready to get going on these power forwards. Yep, we're going to pick up where we left off with uh, our power rankings of power forwards, starting power forwards in the league. So, uh, we're going off the WAR system, if we have any new listeners. Um, we want to give a brief explanation of our uh, how the system works. So, it's a very popular term in... Uh, baseball baseball uses war a lot to determine a player's value and it came back to it's coming to the nba uh with deeper analytics so basically what it is is how much a player affects their team with wins over above above replacement so how many wins does this player give you above replacement level players so like a g league or a veteran minimum kind of guy yeah we've been using this system
1: for the last couple weeks we just wanted to kind of fill you guys in if you haven't uh Able it catch our previous rankings. We haven't explained that in a, in a week or two. So uh, we also look at, you know, um, the system looks at defensive and, and offensive plus minus ratings and multiplies that by the minutes played to go ahead and get a, a wins above replacement calculation. Like Gage said, it's a something that's been around in baseball uh, all, you know, for a long time. The NBA has been using player efficiency ratings and those kind of things. Um, But WAR is kind of making its way into the NBA picture, too.
0: Yeah, it's just more deeper analytics. It's the way the NBA has been going for the past, I would say, 10 years.
1: Yep, and so we are on that train, and uh, we've been using that to kind of base our power rankings off of the last couple weeks, and we're going to continue to do that. Uh, We get the data from 538.com. Make sure we give them credit. Uh, The Carmelo system is fantastic. Go out there and look. They do uh, all kinds of projections and all kinds of deeper analytic breakdowns. Uh, That we like looking at every week, so we're gonna compile the starting power forwards in league, and we're gonna run through those again for you guys, and uh, continue our nickname series as well.
0: Yeah, and the Carmelo system has been really, really accurate the past few years, so we're um, we're standing by with it. Um, We might give our opinions on who we think will be a top, like a top five kind of list of opinionated, not what the WAR system bases it off of. So we'll uh, we'll probably do that to, at the end. Also, giving our top five uh, favorite nicknames out of this list.
1: Yeah, we try to you know give you some insight as to why we think they're going to meet these projections that the, they have, um, with some personal opinion there. But we uh, we're not trying to give you the Stephen A. hot takes. We try to be a little more uh, analytics based in in what we do.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's start this list off, power, starting power forwards in the NBA based off WAR. We have Roy Hachimura. With the Wizards. That's who we thought would start. I don't, they don't really have any other power forwards on their roster. Uh, he's we looked com-
1: at maybe Bertons would be the only other option. They yeah, could start they just there.
0: traded for Bertons to make space for Marcus Morris, but that didn't really go through. So he's coming at a negative 0.7 war. So it's just below replacement level. And it's funny when we were going through these projections, like power forwards are really strong in the league. There's not a lot of bad players like, the the top the bottom two are the only ones that are above are uh, below replacement, and yeah.
1: that was something we didn't see in the small forwards. And I think we talked about that even last backwards, week. Yeah. yeah, and backwards too. Mm-hmm. How how the small forwards were so much weaker than even we anticipated. I think I'm looking back last week. We had six small forwards with a negative WAR, uh, just because you know you see so many three and D type players in that in that position, but you also see a lot of chuckers. And those chuckers, when it comes to advanced analytics don't fare
0: very well and and another thing is big men are usually this the system is more forgiving towards big men it's easier to be a above replacement big men than it is to say like a point guard
1: yeah they're just they're more readily available yeah Uh, you can find you can find replacement level big men easier than you can a point guard or a shooting guard yeah Uh, so we we see that here well you know we talk about Hachimura obviously he's a lottery pick um, you know has some potential to him but we've been saying this last couple of weeks rookies just don't produce wins for their team. I mean most of them really don't. And you'll see that as we as we get to some of the even higher draft picks, you know, um it's very rare to have a rookie.
0: I mean Luka was the only one that really had a like eye-popping war last year. Yeah,
1: and and Doncic was obviously like a you know, generational type season last year. Yeah. So you don't really see even the you know, the people that are you know, all rookie teams, some of those guys are Really, not quite replacement level. It's just it's a, a slow learning curve, and especially we see that on the defensive end.
0: Yeah. So Ray Hachimura coming in last, to be expected. He's so. an
1: exciting player, though. I think. Yeah, um, he's like
0: a poor man's Tobias Harris. I would say. Yeah,
1: kind of a Harrison Barnes, Tobias Harris type player. He doesn't really have a three point shot, although he showed it a little bit during summer league. Uh, he's a big guy. He's he's got a a, a man build. Mm-hmm. Um, playing uh, over in Japan. Um, so, a couple of nicknames for him.
0: Is he playing for the Japanese FIBA team? Yeah.
1: He also has a, a laundry list of sponsorships over there. Mm-hmm. That that country loves their uh, their basketball. Well,
0: they're finally getting some somewhat big names with that tennis player, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Japanese Jumpman and Japanese Jordan. Uh, a couple of nicknames for him. I think those are pretty clever.
0: Oh, in- interesting tidbit about Roy Hutchimura. So, his dad is actually... African-American and his mom's Japanese. But if you're j- born in ja- uh, Japan and you have a Japanese mother, you take the mother's last name. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. that's, so why, that's why he has the... And that's why the tennis player also has a Japanese last huh. name. Yeah. thought that was a little that. interesting. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, which I thought was surprising. I thought this guy had a better season than what the war said he had. He was a negative two last year. Uh, it's Marvin Bagley uh, with the Sacramento Kings coming in with a negative .5 is what he's projected to do next year which I thought he showed a lot more promise than what they have him projected but cuz well, they had him at negative
1: 2 last year and some of that when you guys are looking at the system remember that uh, minutes played does come into account you know you can't you can't provide that many wins for your team if you're not playing that many minutes and last year he only played 1500 some of that was injury related yeah. some of that was um, just not making the rotation because yeah he was the backup for mostly right? yeah uh, they wanted to play veterans which didn't make a whole lot of sense for that team although they were almost a playoff team um his counting stats are solid Marvin Bagley uh, efficient scoring he shot uh, like a poor percentage from three but um, nearly 15 points a game on 50 shooting uh free throw percentage was okay 69 didn't do a whole lot defensively one block a game but not a whole lot of steals. Um,
0: seems like he picked it up after the all star break
1: yeah he did he, he had to get some run you know he averaged mm-hmm. twenty five minutes but he only started four games last year oh, and he no, only played in sixty two wow and of those sixty two there's definitely games where he's only playing five or, or yeah, handful yeah. so he's another young player um you know when you've only played fifteen hundred nBA minutes it's hard to make an impact mm-hmm. and unless you're kind of you know we also know he was a number two overall pick but he's still a prospect and you know if the kings are in a you know, playoff contention spot. And uh, it wouldn't be surprising to see him struggle again to get minutes. They only project him at like 1,900, which is closer to a full season. Yeah. But that's kind of um, where we see him drop off. He was not very good defender last year either, which, uh, like I've said probably a hundred times in the last couple of weeks, where rookies just aren't normally very good defenders.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I we projected him starting – um, he he didn't really start last year but i he, he's your what was your third round pick number 2 number 2 second mm-hmm. second pick so not third round yes third third pick yeah second so he's second pick so yeah you, i mean management i mean i think that's why management fired uh their Dave old, Jorger yeah yeah cuz they, they weren't playing their young guys so. yeah it,
1: i think Bagley fits well in a Luke Walton system i mean he's an athletic guy he can handle the ball that team's really they're going to run yeah uh, and Bagley You know, if he gets a board, he should be pushing it himself. So, you know, kind of that, um, you know, your prototypical point forward, uh, it's hardly even a term anymore because it seems like half these power forwards we're going to go through can take a rebound and push it down the court. Yeah. It's interesting to see you look at, we'll go down this list and look at uh, the disparity between someone like, Lamarcus aldridge your prototypical back to the basket mm-hmm. you know maybe even a really face old up. school yeah old school is you know the new guys coming in like zion and uh bagley um the tw- the uh tweener that was so looked down upon in the michael beasley era is all over
0: the nba now yeah i mean gosh if you bring michael beasley into this league now he probably probably does a lot better than yeah he'd Lincoln. probably
1: be uh well obviously he has some some personality and some yeah, but his game fits issues. But, but yeah, his game fits a lot better this Yeah, this there era. was I think what was at the early 2010s. There was so many of these guys that mm-hmm. were tweeners and they couldn't find spots for him Yeah. Uh, now you look at our list here and they're everywhere.
0: Alrighty, I um I'm pretty high on Marvin. I I might be biased because I picked him up in fantasy and he did pretty well for me after the All Star break. But yeah, I think I drafted him and dropped him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, going on to number... A couple of nicknames for Marvin. Oh, yeah, 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 right. So uh, we got two nicknames. One is Problem Child. uh what his Duke teammates told him or called him. That's what he said in an interview, at least. That's how he got the nicknames, Problem Child. I, it's, it's all right. Kind of like he's
1: uh, tough to deal with kind of thing. Yeah, that's just, that's kind of cool. Just kind of turned a negative term into a positive one, and then he also went by MB3. MB3.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty common. Nickname. He's the Marvin
1: Bagley the third.
0: Yeah. Oh the three's for okay. This, yeah, the third. Usually if you get like the initials and the number, it's usually their actual jersey number, but it's actually Yeah, the, I think he wears
1: I'm not sure what number he wears. I don't think it's number three though.
0: Oh, I don't I actually don't remember. Um let's go into the third worst or um not third, I guess twenty seventh guy is uh actually a surprise standout, second round pick with the uh the Nets, Rodion's uh, he was basically a replacement level player last year, which I mean, if you get that out of a second round pick, that's yeah. that's awesome. So
1: Nets can't be uh, too upset about that.
0: No, and actually a very stout defender for which is surprising coming a guy coming from Europe. I think I think Europeans have really got rid of that uh, negative connotation of like Europeans are soft and can't play defense because it seems like a lot of Europeans that have come out recently are actually decent defenders, like Porzingis. Well I think it helps them you we talked so much about these these guys you know they'll
1: start professional ball at 16 mm-hmm. yeah, years yeah. old and uh, European leagues have been getting better you can see that when we when you watch really like the FIBA and the world cup mm-hmm. and the olympics that kind of stuff so these these players you know if you get in there and you're 17 16 years old playing against grown men you start to pick that up and he's got the size too
0: and Marcus is um, another good example of a yeah. an amazing defender it's Coming out of Europe, This these guys are really fundamentally sound.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had a so last year his defensive plus minus is um, minus 0. .4. That's actually above replacement level. So when you look at defensive plus minus, minus two would be like a G leaguer, mm-hmm. and zero would be average. So he's like slightly below NBA average, very slightly, but for a rookie, yeah, that's impressive. And in the playoffs, he had a plus two point four. So when he was asked to bring it, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about last week how we see defensive plus minuses go up almost across the board in the playoffs because you know if you ask someone to to play defense for 20 games or or a five you know seven game series as opposed to 82 games yeah uh, that's when the defenders really come out we saw that with clay thompson last week um so if you can put up a plus 2.4 you're significantly above average the thing he has to work on is his offensive game overall
0: so i think he's a respectable shooter right i mean he didn't shoot well but See, yeah, I mean he's he's got he's kind of one-dimensional.
1: He only averaged eight and a half points a game last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't shoot the three all that well. Uh, he he shot three attempts a game and only at thirty-one uh, percent. I think that's kind of his game. It just didn't really translate. Yeah, and I that- remember coming from Europe. That three-point line extends out too, mm-hmm. so that's not uncommon to see that when you transition from Euroball to to the NBA. Yeah, to see a, a dip in that three-point percentage, I probably expect that to come up from three-point
0: one. Yeah, or thirty-one. Alrighty, uh, next on the list, which is... Oh, uh, Kirk's did not have a nickname, no. Nope. So, next on the list, who has just the hype train rolling for him out of a Portland Trailblazer, Zach Collins, who has a lot of hype. Uh, Probably from, just because of that playoff performance. Yeah, and just... What is this, his third year? Yeah, this will be his third year. And he's finally getting a chance to start, so he's going to be... He'll be 22 this year. Only 22, so. okay. Yeah. So, yeah a lot of uh, really great intangibles really good defender three point shooter shooter in general just the only bad part about him that I've noticed and I've watched maybe one or two trailblazers games is gets in a lot of foul trouble so if he can clean up the foul trouble zach Collins has a lot of potential yeah that's kind of he's kind of a
1: block specialist mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the times you see those guys get into foul trouble. He averaged nearly a block a game and only 17 minutes played last year.
0: And he was a one above replacement player last year. They have not projected at a point .2, but he was above a replacement player last year. So, that I mean, that's a good sign coming out of your sophomore player. Yeah, and
1: and defensive end, he was a stalwart in the playoffs. He had a plus 4.7 mm-hmm. defensive plus minus in the playoffs last year. His offensive game needs work. He's
0: a good free throw shooter for a big man. He so. is.
1: The thing that's going to determine his success is can he— be a consistent shooter next year yeah. because Portland, while they don't need a lot of offense out of him, they they do need floor spacing out of that spot and they lose pretty much every other option they had at the power forward last year. You know, they don't have uh, Harkless, they don't have Aminu. So he's going to be thrown into that starting power forward spot, most likely next to Hassan Whiteside. He has to be able to spread the floor.
0: And one thing to get excited with his defense potential in the playoffs, he had a 4.7 plus defensive rating. Yeah. That's just absurd. Yeah. So, if there's anything to be excited about Portland tri- Trailblazer fans is definitely Zach Collins. Yeah. We talked a lot about how you Portland's know, missing depth but and Simmons, but yeah.
1: We talked a lot about how Portland's missing depth and it's going to depend on what these young guys do. Yeah, they're set like, of Simons and putting all
0: their eggs in the in the young baskets. Young young guy mm-hmm. basket, so. Uh he had a nickname Zebo? Z- Z- Zebo? I don't know.
1: Zach. Seems like everyone named Zach has Zebo in there and I'm not sure why. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard him called that, but...
0: No, I mean, the only Zebo I know is... Randolph. Yeah. I thought Zebo was just because he was a big dude. I don't know. It just sounded right with him, but... Yeah.
1: Apparently, <laughs> like, everyone named Zach is Zebo. I'm not sure why.
0: Yeah. Uh, next on the list is James Johnson with the Miami Heat. They have him projected at a .8 above... wins above replacement, which is... Eh, it's. I mean, yeah. if he's your fifth option, it's okay, I guess. Yeah.
1: James Johnson... You know, he actually, like two years ago, had a really, really good. Year yeah, he's I think he kinda, got
0: just injury plagued. Yeah, he's just kind
1: of coming back down to earth a little bit. He's mm-hmm. a, a very good defensive player, but he's kind of a uh, an, doesn't bring a whole lot to the offset, offensive end. Plus one point seven defense, um, minus two point three on offense. Oh, uh, well. He's kind of a jack of all trades, he's a decent rebounder. Uh, he's going to be thirty one this year, too. So he's still, you know, kind of flirting with that prime athleticism age but um career averages only averages six and a half points a game and career high only 10 so not a good not a great three-point shooter 33 percent he's not very efficient especially last year he only shot 43 percent from the field Um, he's only taken seven attempts a game too um doesn't get to the line very much really you're asking him to to be a solid defender um kind of a glue guy for that miami lineup. yeah
0: uh, has a nickname uh, Bloodsport. I think. I guess he did MMA.
1: <laughs> yeah, his he like comes from an MMA background. His family. Okay. Uh, his dad was an MMA fighter, and he apparently is seven and zero. Oh, in the his MMA. brother
0: is a really. I th- I think it's his brother is really really good MMA fighter. Yeah, right? I, so
1: it looked like literally everyone in his family is like mm-hmm. MMA based. And if um, I remember right, I saw that he had like his records like seven and zero.
0: Mhm. If I remember right, I well this player actually has a lot. If, if it's the right person, let
1: me. Yeah, so James Johnson will probably slide into that power forward spot. Uh, we had Winslow at the small forward. We also considered Kelly Olenek here, but he didn't start very much for them last year. Uh, probably going to have scoring off the bench. Plus, they tried to trade him. So, um, I'm not sure if they have any other options there. But, he, yeah, like I said, he's a black belt. Uh, fighter he's an MMA background so that's where he gets blood sport and he's uh if you haven't seen the guy he's got like all the neck tattoos and yeah he's a big thick you know he's got he's ripped mean mug. yeah he really is this is this is a, an enforcer in the NBA if you ever seen
0: one Miami's new Haslam
1: yeah really he's kind of just like that but right. and
0: he's you know a productive NBA player too yeah uh, next on the list is Marvin Williams coming in almost at a one. Uh, he's got a point nine. Had a pretty decent season with the Hornets last year. Just a, a good veteran leader, glue guy type of dude. Good good at defense. I don't. I think he kind of dropped off a little bit last year with his defense. Yeah, he did. Um, I don't. I don't know what Marvin Williams is really going to do this year if the Hornets try to trade him to a contender because that horn seems isn't going anywhere so because he
1: accepted his player option
0: with them this year and i think people were surprised by that but it was
1: just quite a bit of money
0: yeah
2: Um,
1: yeah. but you don't know why he wanted to play you know he's going to be he's 33 years old he'll be 34 um this season marvin williams is one of those guys we were talking about those tweeners you know he just Mm -hmm. joined the league a little too early little undersized for that four spot a little big for the three spot um so, you know, he's 6'9", uh, and uh, he was a number two overall pick, too.
0: I th- I th- was he number two? Yeah, I think he's number two. Yeah, he was Yeah, number two c- overall in 2005. It's actually kind of bad earlier in his career, but he found yeah. his niche, like, later in his career, kind of felt, like got his legs underneath him as, like, a, three, a real 3 and D guy, so...
1: Yeah, he just kind of... He came into the league in 2005, and his uh, rookie year wasn't very good. By his third year, he was averaging 15 points a game. Um, but just kind of in those early 2010s, he kind of just fell out of, you know, favor in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we, so we were talking about with that era was just like, you know, you use your traditional bigs and you have your guards and these tweeners didn't really have spots. But mm-hmm. last couple of years, he's found his home in Charlotte. And he's well, he's not undersized
0: for a power forward anymore. I mean, no, most, I would say the average height of a power forward these days is six, eight. Yeah, probably in that area. Mm-hmm. And he's
1: a good defensive player, too.
0: Yeah, very, very excellent defender. And to La- the three or four.
1: Last year was his first year since the Carmelo ratings came out that he was a slightly negative defensive oh, okay. plus rating. So yeah. he's been above average every year in his career. He's just getting older. Yeah. I mean, that happens. He's 33. He's still a positive offensive player, although he doesn't bring a whole lot. No. A decent shooter,
0: though. Doesn't hurt you on offense, but doesn't really the
1: help. 36% from three shooting nearly five a game. So, so yeah, that's that f-
0: 4 Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, he has a nickname Gay for Marvin Gay. I. Don't really. Do you know the backstory on that? I mean, I just
1: assume it has to do with his kind of Marvin's not a very common first name, but yeah, uh, not very exciting nickname. Probably won't be making our top 10.
0: No. Uh, Next on the list is uh, just recently traded to the Suns is Dario Sarge uh, coming in with a 1.2 wins above replacement. Dario had a really good 2017 season with the 76ers and got traded to Minnesota in that Jimmy Butler trade in Obviously kind of fell off, didn't really get any playing time under Thibodeau and just kind of fell into obscurity until he got traded again Well, to the Suns. It, it
1: kind of, kind of a bad situation for him. I mean, yeah. Tibbs just seemed to love Taj Gibson and would play him over anyone. Yeah. So even though Sark's Minnesota Timber Bulls. Yeah, really. Even, <laughs> even though Sark's probably a more talented, definitely a more talented offensive player. Yeah. Uh, he could just never really make it work there.
0: I think. I think... I, if I remember reading right and watching some of Dario's highlights, he's more of a player that you you run the offense through, kind of not like not, not. I mean, obviously he's not a star. You don't, he's not the player. Yeah, but like he's a good passer. Can high? I think he passes from the high post and mm-hmm. or from the three point line. He can obviously hit threes. Um, yeah, he's a decent good rebounder, sure. just not a great defender. But this is fourth year, I believe. Yeah, this would be his. Yeah,
1: this would be his. Well, this will be year five.
0: Oh okay, yeah, I, I I'm excited. Wait, so about, did he sign a new contract?
1: Yeah, with the free agency contract with the Suns.
0: Oh, I thought he got traded.
1: No, I think he was a free agent signing. Uh
0: uh-huh.
1: not 100 percent sure on that. Um, but Dario Sark going to, um, you know, going to his third team in two years. It'd be interesting to see how he fits into that uh, into that lineup. I think, you know, kind of an upside for him is like a Tobias Harris level player. I really think he could be that kind of scorer, uh, but he also could be like a Jonas where, um
0: No, this would be his fourth year. Cause, uh, oh, this is his fourth season. Yeah, because basketball reference has him. Th- oh, yeah, I split it. Yeah.
1: You're right. Yeah, so this is fourth. So he's on the last year of his rookie deal. Then. Mm-hmm.
0: He, got, he got traded to the Suns. I don't know what he got traded for, but. Um. Had a pretty good season, second season, averaged 14 and a half, almost seven rebounds, two and a half, ass- two and a half uh, assists, which is really impressive for a power forward. Doesn't really give you anything Especially defensively.
1: Especially on a team with Ben Simmons.
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously. Really good free throw shooter, good three-point shooter. Um, yeah, he shot 39% from three in uh, 54. He had a 54% effective field goal percentage, which is pretty, pretty decent for a second-year player.
1: Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he can rebound from last year's downturn.
0: Yeah, and that, that Suns team is not as bad as people think. I think they're going to be terrible defensively, but... Offensively, it should be with with uh, their center uh, um, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, Ayton in the in the post. It's kind of gonna kind of be like what he did with Embiid. He's gonna be like a stretch four, and it's gonna. I think it'll play out really well. I think he'll uh, resurrect his career and get. The su-
1: yeah, the Suns added two solid starters, mm-hmm. Rubio and Saric. Yeah, those are upgrades over both of those positions for them last year.
0: Yeah, uh, um, Dario coming in with the nicknames the Homie, which um i think it's kind of funny i don't know it, it's kind of weird for doesn't him doesn't
1: look like though and it doesn't seem <laughs> to really fit him very well but yeah and then, i'm sure there's a story behind it we try to look up some of these stories but only if they really stand out to us
0: uh super dario kind of a run of uh, super mario which i actually really like his name yeah i like super dario that's kind of funny um next on the list is uh jonathan isaac of the orlando magic coming in at 1.5 wins above replacement obviously just has great potential 6 ten, six, eleven. really athletic great defender for how young he is like amazing defender i think he averaged what like oh i think jonathan it was jonathan isaac yeah i think he averaged like over a steal and over a block a game last yeah. year
1: that's really what what he brings to the floor is his is his defensive ability jonathan isaac you know he's surrounded by some pretty good offensive big men but um yeah, nearly a steal and over a block a game last year. Uh, his defensive plus minus is plus 1.3, and he was even a, a plus 1.8 his rookie year. Wow. So he came in the league knowing how to play defense. His uh, The biggest thing we saw from Jonathan Isaac last year was his offensive game improved. I mean, he wasn't all that efficient, but his rookie year, he, his plus minus was minus 4. Last year, he was up to a minus 1.4. That's a big difference. Yeah, and um, his
0: effective field goal percentage went up Point six. His two point percentage made a huge jump. It went oh, from thirty-nine yeah. percent to fifty one percent.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a, a big change. Um you know, just trying to get into that at least an acceptable level. Still doesn't uh
0: still doesn't shoot well,
1: but yeah, his overall field goal percentage isn't very good. And you know, he shot he shot thirty eight percent his rookie year up to forty-three. Forty three is respectable. He's not a very good three point shooter. He did shoot quite a few um last year, three and a half attempts per game. Um uh, that's kind of you know, he's another one of those kind of tweeners, right? He's small forward, power forward, kind of mixed. Um,
0: I wouldn't say he's. I mean, I guess he's a tweener in the sense that he's he doesn't really, weigh a lot, yeah, But he still he has a height and length.
1: Yeah, he's he's a little taller, mm. um, but you know, shooting the three at that power forward spot, kind of a stretch four type of guy. Um, he's a really good athlete, and his defense is what got him drafted so high. Uh, yeah, he was a six overall pick
0: out of Florida State. Alrighty, uh next on our list, projected to be a one point five uh, is Kevin Love with the Cavs. Um, Kevin Love, obviously, really injury riddled the past couple years. Not very effective without LeBron, it seems. Mm-hmm. With the stats show, which is weird. Do you think Kevin Love would still be? I mean, he's only what going to be thirty two this year. You think he's one. only thirty mm-hmm. one? Oh wow! So he's still. You think he'd still be a superstar level? I thought he'd be traded by. Uh, Started next season, but it's not looking like he is. So, I think the contract's a problem. It's really not a terrible contract when you think about it um, as a star. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a base baseline match it's just contract.
1: The way he's performed the last couple of years, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure people are willing to take. And it's the injuries too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can rely on him to play over 65 games. He just is hurt every year. He actually hasn't played over 60 games in three years. Wow. He, uh, you know, Kevin Love at one point in his career was a stat stuffer. Oh, oh, gosh, in, in Minneapolis, and even he was um, an MVP
0: candidate. I think when he averaged like twenty-five and fifteen.
1: Yeah, and then even, um, you know, that last year LeBron was there, two thousand seventeen. He had a wins above replacement
0: of nearly seven. Yeah, so it, that's all-star level. Yeah, I mean, I I mean you could correlate that to being on LeBron's team, but I I mean it could be age, it could be injuries, but. That's so, just what happens when LeBron's in a team. He makes you a better player. And it's, you
1: know, we talked about this. I think we were talking about Sidney Osman last week. Mm-hmm. They're just being asked to do too much. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Love's not a guy. It's
0: the only guy on that team that can shoot threes. Yeah.
1: He's not a guy that you, you know, you're going to give him the ball and say, hey, go get us a bucket. Uh, I don't think that's really his game. I think he's a better second. No, so like he's,
0: he's, he's probably like one of the best three third options you can get. And I mean, that shows with the. The championship runs they had, yeah. That he was the third option on that team, and it, it showed success.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a good rebounder. Um, you know he's a, obviously added a three point shot to his game, and he's an mm-hmm. efficient three point shooter. But his field goal percentage was he only played twenty two games. Granted, mm-hmm. uh, but he only shot thirty eight percent in those games.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, obviously coming off a foot injury, it's going to affect his shot because he can't. Yeah, he's lost a step too. Yeah,
1: and he's not. You know, he you're not going to confuse him with.
0: I mean, he's never relied on Boy, athleticism, great. so I think his game should translate well. I mean, he could come in when he's older, in his mid thirties. He can come in, play spot up minutes, and be a spot up three point shooter. He's a really good uh, catching, catch it, mm-hmm. catch the ball and shoot it kind of guy. So, yeah,
1: his you know, like traditionally, he's been a really good rebounder too, and that ha- he hasn't lost a whole lot of that too. He just seems to have a knack for that. Mm-hmm. Rebounding is kind of a you know. Good rebounders are one or two things. Either they can jump higher than everyone else or they just have a feel for where the ball's going to be. Yeah,
0: and that's evidence with a player like, I mean, this is really kind of older, but Reggie Evans, the guy mm-hmm. who played for Iowa, who's only 6'8", and just was an amazing rebounder. Had just one of the best rebounding percentages, I think, of mm-hmm. all time. He's in,
1: Just know where the ball is. And Kevin Love's up that alley. I mean, he's a career 11 rebounds-a-game guy. Yeah, um, He's kind of a unique player because he's you know, he stretches the floor pretty well. He doesn't handle all that well, but he's not a horrid...
0: He's a good post player. I yeah, he is, and he's
1: not a bad defender either. Um, you know, he's always been a plus—not no, always, but the last since 2017 has been a plus defender too. So that's, um, you know, you kind of think about his game and it doesn't seem like he would be, but he is. And you saw that some of the playoffs, There's those moments oh, where he was when guarding he Curry, that, yeah, that Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry. It's like, okay, this guy can play D. That 2017 playoff run, plus three uh, points per hundred possessions. That's, at that's impressive, end. Yeah, uh, and then plus two on the offensive end. So. Kevin Love, you know, the projections don't really like the way his career has been trending. And a lot of it is is injuries. Um, like I think I've said before, this this considers how many minutes you're going to play. And you can't give wins to your team if you can't stay on the court. And they project him at only playing 1,400 minutes this year. That's like three quarters of the season.
0: Yeah. And I think the Cavs kind of shot themselves in the foot and not trading him here like a year earlier. Yeah. Yeah they they probably could have got a better return if they had moved
1: on him from him before the start of last season well you know now the you know was out nearly all season his market's so low they probably can't move him for anything right now
0: hell i i think his market was better like at the trade deadline even when he was hurt like mm-hmm. it, like player i mean there was reports of him going to the Thunder or going to Portland. I mean, he would have been. I think he would have done really well with Portland. But I, yeah,
1: he'd be like the upgrade to Zach Collins.
0: Yeah, and that I think that ship sailed now since he's just. So I mean, you can't you can't wait on a player who's in, entering in his thirties, wrong side of thirty now. So. Well, and
1: you you know can't imagine the Cavs are going to be excited to get rid of him for nothing.
0: Yeah, yep. Because they probably could have traded him to Portland for Zach Collins on the first. I would assume, but now that's.
1: But now we're talking about a bottom ten power forward. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of that is not his skill. Um, we're not saying that Kevin Love's a, you know, he's more skilled than Marvin Williams, James Johnson, all these guys. It's just that he's not healthy, mm-hmm. and you're, you and know, that's you not
0: going to go away since he's older.
1: Yeah, you can't be a top fifteen. You know, in our power rankings are just based on how we're fe- affecting the team. Not, you know, it's somewhat about individual performance, but this wins above replacement or wins that you're giving to your team. And if you can't stand the court, you're not. Uh, you're not going to be in our top 15.
0: And I think if Kevin Love goes to a team that has a a, a good playmaker, say like LeBron, obviously, and if he went to Portland, like Damian Lillard, he's obviously a better player because he can set screens and, mm-hmm. and spot up for threes. So. Yeah, and it, maybe
1: if he's asked to do less offensively, he can stay healthier too.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he goes to a contender and he's the third option, I'd still see him putting up 18 and 10 like yeah, did he did with LeBron. Yeah, he be like a 25 to 28 minutes per game and putting up... Yeah, kind of like Marcus All role, but not good at defense. Yeah. Alrighty, uh next on our list is Lori Marketin having projected at a one point seven place for Chicago Bulls. Oh, I'm sorry, uh Kevin Love didn't really have a nickname. We kinda just went with K Love. That that's what we've heard him called. So it's kind of a nickname. But yeah, kind of a boring one. Yeah. So Laurie Markinen um shows a lot of potential. Uh seven foot one, seven footer. Shoot the threes, good rebounder. I, I don't know his post-play. Is, is he more of like a tweener? Does he like... Yeah, he kind of stretches it out a little
1: bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, he's a big guy. He's he's young. He's He needed
0: to put on some weight. Obviously, inj- injuries kind of plagued him last year. Yeah, that, uh, that because, hurts
1: the young players' development.
0: Too. Yeah, it was an elbow injury. He did pick it up after the injury, though. He started to uh, show a lot of uh, glimpses mm-hmm. of uh, potential there. He only
1: played 51 games last year, which is some like somewhat of a reason why his wins of a replacement was so low. They got him, he was only a .5 this last year, and they project him to go up to a 1.7. That's a pretty big jump. 1.7 is getting to that, like, solid starter level. Yeah, you yeah. Kind of look between two and three. Um, it's just the books, you know, are still out on him. We don't really know what we have in him. You know, Not an amazing obviously defender. A, no. He's obviously a, a high draft pick. Um, you know, some of his comps, comparable players you know ryan anderson or kevin love or tobias harris um so there's a lot of disparity there mm-hmm. um
0: just don't really know exactly what kind of player he is yeah yeah he's got he's a really athletic though yeah
1: and i think that's the one thing that's promising about him uh improving on the defensive end is that he's athletic enough Because mm-hmm. you know, some of these guys like ryan anderson their foot speed is why they're not good defenders so he's not in the league anymore yeah and um Markkinen doesn't quite have that that problem um his counting stats are good. I mean, he puts up numbers, you know, 18 points a game, nearly 19, uh, nine rebounds a game. Um, doesn't do a whole lot of defensive end. Doesn't pass the ball all that well. His field goal percentage um, dipped off, well, uh, so of both 43% both years. That's a little low, but he's on a Bulls team being asked to do quite a bit mm. at a young age. He's a fantastic free throw shooter. He's in nearly 87% last year. Um, that helps a big man. Um especially an yeah. under, you know, kind of a skinnier big man and get banged around in there, get to the line. Um, and he's a good three-point shooter, too. Uh, 36% last year on nearly six and a half attempts a game. Wow. So he can stretch that floor. He's a prototypical he's He held, prototypical,
0: the, he held uh, a record for most floor. three-pointers made by a rookie, right?
1: Yeah. He, he shot six a game. Yeah. Yeah, and made 36% of them. Mm-hmm. So markinen has got some room to improve, uh, improve defensively. He's got to stay on the court. Uh, he's only play, he's played sixty-eight games this rookie year, which is a decent amount. Uh, he's still missing fourteen, uh, but last year only playing fifty-two games um, hurts that development too.
0: Yeah, uh, with his nickname, he, he's called the Finisher because he's finished. I heard I've also heard the Finish Hammer. Mm-hmm. That I like if I like the Finish Hammer. That's actually kind of catchy, just because he's athletic and he dunks.
1: Kind of a play off that Polish hammer, Marcin Gortat. Mm-hmm.
0: Next on the list is this is obviously a projection and. He's a rookie, but they have Zion Williamson coming at a 1.7. So they think why Zion's going to be a impactful player as a rookie, which a lot of people expect him to be. I, yeah. I I'm one of them. I just I think Zion's athleticism with his already his amazing defensive instincts. I mean, he if he's just like a rim runner and doesn't have really any offensive game, he's obviously a good passer. But if he doesn't have any really any offensive game, his defensive game is will probably carry him above. A, a replacement player
1: yeah and if you look at if you, you guys want to go on 538.com and
0: and you know,
1: look at these players they do projections out um, all the way to 2026 and his wins above replacement all they have him at 1.7 i mean he's peaking at like 7 8 and we're talking about all-star like yeah this guy looks to be an all-star and rookies are difficult to project um what they try to do is take their their college statistics um adjust for pace of play and then they measurements also and stuff. Yeah. They take their, their size, their wingspan, their, yeah, their measurements. Um, and just try to make a, a projection and their draft pick comes into play with that. you know, how much potential the mm-hmm. uh, leagues uh, GM's seeing in him, um, Zion Williamson, he will, you will hear his name a lot next year. Oh, uh, yeah. I already have. And you'll see him on top tens because the dude can dunk. Um, he has big blocks. Um, But, you know, rookies just typically there's a learning curve. But if you're talking about two wins above replacement uh, as a rookie, that's a good start. Mm -hmm. And you're right. The defensive end is what's going to carry him next year. You know, he's he is a decent offensive player. He's a better passer than I think um, people people would think he is.
0: Yeah, because when he was at Duke, he had three like almost ball stoppers and RJ Barrett and uh, Cam Reddish Cam Reddish. So, he didn't really get to facilitate or really run that offense. He obviously, I mean, he's an amazing transition player, can make amazing passes in transition or even mm-hmm. when he's inbounding. So,
1: yeah, he's going to get, he's going to be kind of like that Blake Griffin where you just get the ball and push that thing.
0: And I think that's a, a reasonable comp. I mean, his ceiling, I would think it, it's like a, a Blake Griffin with defense. Yeah. Like a, you know, he's, they have a lot of comps for him, like Blake Griffin.
1: Um, jabari parker kind of ben simmons type just because of his build
0: ben simmons is not actually not a bad uh i mean i think ben simmons is obviously a better passer
1: and zion's a better shooter than simmons is yeah i mean ben simmons like i might have a shot a better, i might be a better shooter than yeah. Ben Simmons
0: is. <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean zion williamson man i it's gonna be exciting pelicans are gonna be must watch tv that next year which i mean a lot of you wouldn't have said that probably two three years ago even with anthony davis just because anthony davis isn't really doesn't
1: uh, have the star power yeah but zion i mean i don't know if it i don't know what it is about him just is his athleticism the name it's because he was all over youtube and all that stuff too He's a really humble person though he's just he he's
0: a really likable person
1: yeah i think zion's gonna be a good thing for that city you're gonna be hearing his name like crazy um but we try to you know in 538 did a good job of this too you just kind of tailor those those expectations. You know, he's still a rookie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Doncic had four wins above replacement last year. And he
0: could have a a Doncic-level impact. Yeah,
1: and he could. We just – you don't see that every year.
0: Yeah, and and the the thing that is good about Zion that Luka didn't have is he's playing with an all-star in Drew Holiday.
1: Yeah, he shouldn't be asked to do more than he has to offensively. I think that's going to help him because I think – Although his offensive game, you know, he's he's good at uh, getting to the rim. He's not that developed offensively. You know, he doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, ISO moves yet. His three-point shot is lacking some. He's a little bit undersized. So, you know, I watched him against, you know, in some of the tournament games. And he has to work pretty hard to get shots up. Even Very, the
0: very slow to release on his jump shot. Yeah,
1: he does. So, he's not someone you want to, you know, he's not... He gets compared to LeBron so much because he's such a good athlete, but LeBron was a better offensive player coming oh, out of high school than Zion is. Yeah, way Significantly more polished. Just
0: probably not, yeah, not even close. Even
1: though he didn't have the shot, like his his footwork, his, his ability to get baskets for himself is, is a whole other level than what Zion is. Zion is, um, the only reason he's compared to LeBron is because he's the hype. First of all, everyone's talking about him and he's athletic. But it's going to help him to have you know Brandon Ingram, Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, and him Mm -hmm. should you know he should have easy looks at the rim next year. So he's someone to be excited about.
0: Yeah, definitely. Already, uh, oh, his nickname was Zanos. Yeah,
1: it's just a nickname we found for him. I haven't heard a whole lot for him. I think Zion's a name enough in itself.
0: Yeah, I mean it's Zion's so short and like just to the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so.
1: Here's probably we talk about probably the most hyped player on our list at number at uh, number eleven to PJ Tucker yeah, coming he, up on our list a guy you don't hear about very much at all
0: yeah so PJ Tucker playing with the Houston Rockets one point eight wins above replacement PJ Tucker is a he was not very good earlier in his career played most of it in the Euro League I believe mm-hmm. or some kind of a uh, foreign league he. um Found his niche with the Rockets. Obviously, a very good defender.
1: Last two years, five wins above replacement.
0: Yeah, just really like one of the just like the best rotation player you could ask for. And that's like,
1: with, that's with the negative offensive plus minus. So mm-hmm. he's bringing that defensive end.
0: Yeah, and just like a prototypical three and D guy. Kind of short for a power forward. I think he's six six.
1: Mm-hmm. And so the the whole Rockets lineup when we were talking about if we're really know, really short. You know, Eric Gordon's going to play a small forward at, at six four. They're just a short team. Yeah. Um, but they run and they're difficult to deal with but pj tucker is that guy that you no know, six six he's being asked to guard the best the best offensive player on the other team and that's what he does and he does it really well um and he can shoot the three you know he he shot five a game at 37 percent last year yeah that's really so impressive literally you know his field goal percentage isn't 3D very good guy. he's three and d yeah and the league values those and this you know there's a reason we hear this three and d term so much is that it's it's valued by NBA GMs and that's why these rankings these projections show that you know we have PJ Tuckers being a more valuable player than Zion will be ne- just this next year not yeah. going forward but you know just this next year and that shouldn't really become come a surprise to you because there's a reason that that play, people like Otto Porter played the way they are is because three and D is valuable and you hear that term a lot because teams seek it out because it gets wins
0: mm-hmm. And obviously, this is a a more deeper look on analytics becoming more popular. Daryl Morey is one of the first player uh, GMs to really focus on deeper analytics. That's Mm -hmm. why he has PJ Tucker on his team, like when no one else would really give him a look. Yep. And it's, I mean, they almost made the finals two times in a row. So I mean, it's working.
1: Yeah, it's working. Yeah, I mean, literally, you're talking about getting five wins above your. Your average player the last couple years they kind of expect him to drop back down to earth a little bit he is getting older 34 years old this year yeah um 2017 he had a 1.9 and they project him to go closer to that 1.8 as as he slows down the defensive ability drops down um and if he's not if he's not an elite defender all he is is a a spot at three-point shooter. so
0: yeah, and uh, his nickname is his nickname is actually PJ. Um, it stands for Pops Junior. He's a junior, so it's, his real name is actually Anthony Leon Tucker. Um, just goes by Pops Junior because his his pop is
1: yeah, it's like a term for dad. Like yeah. his dad is the same name, so his dad just called him that's Pops Junior, and he got it apparently when he was a kid. So. That's probably one of the most unique ways to get a nickname I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, I I just assumed PJ was short for yeah, his first like Paul or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. I, I never looked up, you know, they've I've just always heard him called PJ Tucker. So we learn stuff too every time we go in and okay, Anthony Leon Tucker. So if you ever go to a Rockets game, uh, sit courtside, see if you can get him to respond to Anthony.
0: Yeah. Um so next on the list, uh he's played center most of his career. He was backup center. Did uh, Demonte Sabonis playing for pa- Indianapolis Pacers? Obviously, was in that Paul George trade that sent him to the Pacers. Um, he's the son of uh, the other. The, I forgot his. I forgot his dad's first name, but a um, really, really good European player. How
1: to pronounce it? Starts with an A, like Ar Arvitis. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was also a really good NBA player too.
0: Yeah, and he was. His dad was an amazing NBA player, even though he couldn't really come into the NBA until his prime and.
1: Yeah, he was only in the NBA for like seven years.
0: Yeah, DeMontis is really kind of showing what his dad's game was. A really good passer, rebounder, uh, post player. Mm -hmm. They have him projected a 2.2 next year, so above replacement player. Yeah,
1: it's going to be interesting to see how he fits next to Miles Turner. That's going to be a good defensive. On paper, it says it's a good defensive front court because Mm -hmm. Sabonis is a plus defender, so is Miles Turner. The thing you worry about, you worry about, is you're sliding Sabonis from a center spot down to a power forward spot, and like we've been saying, there's so many of these power forwards that are stretch fours, and it's, you know, they're nearly like your prototypical small forwards playing the power forward spot. Yeah, can Sabonis stretch out?
0: Yeah, I mean, we he didn't he didn't really take a whole bunch of threes last year. He we don't know if he has that game. He might he might he might just come out and just hit five, hit two two three threes a game next year and we're just like whoa where'd this come from he shot
1: him in oklahoma city a little bit more than the when he went to the did not a very good clip 32 mm-hmm. percent. but last couple years he's been playing center so much that he really hasn't been stretching um it's
0: really uber efficient what do you like shoot like 60 percent? yeah i mean
1: hit nearly 60 percent from the field yeah it's crazy um, got a decent mid-range jump shot he's um a good rebounder nine a game it's just
0: and he only he didn't play like a full 30 minutes did he
1: no, he only averaged just under 25. That's pretty impressive. And only started five games last year.
0: Yeah. It's just going to be interesting to
1: see if he can. I'm worried about his transition to power forward defensively. You know, if you're talking about like the, some of these power forwards we're putting in this list here, like can you stretch out and guard the you know, the guys that are coming up like the Gallinari's and the um, Robert Covington, those kind of guys. Yeah. Um, it seems that there's going to be some mismatch problems there where— there's probably going to be some games where he's still sliding into the backup five.
0: Yeah, he's I mean, he's going to be taken advantage of if he has to guard someone somewhat like a Jonathan Isaac or something.
1: Yeah, he just it's he's really is a center um but there's, you know, he's so talented that they're going to probably the coach has said that they're going to put him in this uh, power forward I spot.
0: Mean, I mean, you have to give it a shot. You yeah. can't have him off the, on the bench his whole career. I mean, he's 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 this is going to be his fourth year, so I guess they're gonna start him and see what he has, and if they want to resign him, he's probably gonna. I don't know if he'll ask for a max contract, but he'll probably be between be between I'm a fifteen to twenty million type player. Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, still young too. Yeah. Uh, nickname was Domas. Uh, Domas. Yeah,
1: I, just, I think it's just a shortened yeah. version of his first name.
0: Um, next on our list is Julius Randle, with the, the Knicks and the other ten power forwards they have on their team.
1: <laughs> he has, I for so many they had, I guess he's probably at least. Clearly the best one, but I don't. He's probably going to be playing power forward, center. Portos are probably playing small forward. I mean that that rotation just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No,
0: and they have um, Marcus Morris too. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't. I don't understand that.
0: Uh, they, he's but, coming at a two point three above Winsburg replacement. Uh, Demontis, I don't know if I said it, it was a two point two, so a little bit better than Demontis uh, for projection. Julius Randle's kind of has an old school bully style game. Uh, not um, see he, he's not a really good three point shooter. I don't think. No, he can't. His uh, he honestly, can handle the ball pretty well for a big dude, though.
1: Yeah, he's you know he's honestly if you're looking at Zion comps, this guy's really really
0: similar. Yeah, without um, the defense.
1: Yeah, without that's the the difference between these two guys, and that's mm-hmm. why Zion, um, you know, in five in three years is probably you know projects out to be such a better player, um, but Randall his offensive game is pretty one dimensional. He's a bully ball kind of guy. Um, his mid range jump shot has gotten better but it's not very consistent um he shoots a really good clip because he gets to the rim he's a very good athlete um and he's strong yeah he's really really strong but he he doesn't last year he stretched his range out some um he shot nearly 2.7 threes per game last year that's by far more than he shot anywhere else and he actually shot shot at 34 percent. so he's he's developing that that three-point game um, and that's going to be a huge key to his success going forward is can he can remain consistent? I mean, the guy averaged 21 points a game last
0: year. Yeah, and not a great defender. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, uh, 2018 season, he was a plus defender by .1, and last year he was a negative 1.1. So if he's asked to take over the offensive load like he was last year when Anthony Davis kind of set out, he's not a good defender because he just – I mean, you can't really ask for both of them. I, I,
1: that end of the floor just suffers when you're – you know, you're saying, hey, you got to go get me 21 a night. You know, that's difficult to do mm-hmm. to do both ends of yep. the floor.
0: Uh, He has a uh, nickname as Orange Julius? I mean, that kind of it makes sense, but...
1: Yeah, there was, it wasn't a very prominent nickname. There wasn't, like, a whole lot of articles yeah. about him. Um, Julius Randle was talked so much about when he was, with you know, being drafted with L.A., and now, you know, he sat out his rookie year with an injury, and you don't hear about Julius Randle anymore. He's quietly... Developed into a pretty, a solid player. Um, he's gonna go right away in New York for a while, which is kind of disappointing.
0: Yeah, and he's probably looking to be like see if he can be the number one guy and get get a bigger paycheck. And in he two only years. signed a two years, deal, two, yeah, year deal. It two years. Yeah, two years. And he's million. only
1: gonna be twenty six when that deals up. So if he performs these two years, uh, he's gonna be a big free agent.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he'll be a free agent when with with that really big free agent class coming 2021. up. twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. yeah righty, next on the list we have uh, Lamarcus Aldridge with the San Antonio Spurs coming out a two point seven above wins wins above replacement. Um, they not much, a whole lot to say about Lamarcus. He's been in the league so long, just been very very consistent his yeah. whole career. Very good shooter, good free throw shooter. Great, I mean, old school back to the basket kind of player, a mid range king. I mean, that's what him and um, DeRozan are on that mm-hmm. uh, Spurs team. And like we talked about with. Uh
1: With the rose, and that's some one reason why we see his WAR not being quite as high. It's just
0: just, yeah, and when he was asked to take threes, I think a year or two ago, he was just not very good at them. No,
1: he didn't shoot a very good percentage. He was he was shooting, um, you know, just under two a game. He he shot you know thirty five percent in a limited sample size, but uh, Popovich likes to limit him to you know they wants him to play lower, and they don't have like a center. really that's that reliable so he plays a lot of that four or five role yeah for them but yeah marcus aldridge anyone that watches the nba should know his game and it's the same thing he's he's got one of the most consistent mid-range pull-ups in the league and he can get a shot he got that you know kind of that Dirkish fadeaway, um mm-hmm. really consistent uh shoots over 50 percent nearly every year
0: yeah and he shouldn't really fall off too hard even though he's going to be thirty, thirty-five 35 or 34 next season mm-hmm he shouldn't fall off too much just because this game is so old school and doesn't really rely on athleticism. So,
1: and he's a, you know, like, yeah, this year, 4.3 wins by replacement. They only have him going down to 2.7. That's just coming with, you know, 34 years old, mm-hmm. uh, but he's a good defender too. Laterally, he's not the quickest guy, but he, um, about one and a half blocks per game. He guards the rim pretty well. Yeah. Um, doesn't seem to fit his offensive profile very much but he it, he's a better defender than i think people give him credit for some of his comps um you know tim duncan david west like that's this kind of the guy we're talking about duncan was a little bit better defender than he is a lot um, better player but yeah yeah uh paul gasol similar cop that, that's a, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a fair comparison i mean lamarcus aldridge you know what you're getting with him he's a probably not going to be an all-star this year but he's been a borderline guy was he an all-star last year no, I don't believe so. Hmm. Um, I think he was in 2018 when he had the really the really good year. Yeah. Um, but you know, getting you 20 points a game, an efficient uh, efficient player, um, kind of one dimensional offensively, but still a solid solid power forward. I mean, this he pushes in our top half now, so he's number 15. Yeah,
0: and his Just, nickname name is LMA. Stands for. Uh, the Marcus Aldridge. Like, yeah, the Marcus Aldridge. I think
1: having Lamarcus down here at 15 should show you guys we know when we said at the beginning of this podcast how solid the power forward position is mm-hmm. as opposed to small forwards we we're talking about a, a you know a borderline all-star player here at, coming at, at 15 yeah so we've got we have got uh the next uh, couple list of players um are pretty pretty talented nba guys
0: all right next on our list is Paul Millsap uh playing for the denver nuggets coming in at a 2.8 wins above replacement was kind of hurt plagued with injuries last year just comes with age he's gonna be 30 it's gonna be his 34 year old season yeah he's, i don't know we weren't sure who was gonna start uh for the nuggets next year because of the jeremy grant acquisition mm-hmm. uh, the, i would assume paul milsap is
1: probably. probably do start the veteran yeah, and they paying him thirty million a
0: year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he, they uh, they picked up his uh, player option or team option.
1: He's still a really good defender. Oh yeah,
0: um, I mean, Paul Millsap can be your fourth or fifth best guy, and that's that's a player you want as your fourth. Or fifth. I mean, despite his age, he's still a very good player.
1: Yeah, he's he's kind of LaMarcus Aldridge like too. You know, he's, a lot, you know what we're
0: getting with him. Yeah, he's actually. a – he's is he was he still a, very, a good defender last year? He's uh, he's been pretty known yeah. for his defense still. Um, You know, plus 2.4 points per
1: possession and, um, you know, plus 1.5 offense. He's not asked to do a whole lot in that offense. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the playoffs, he was asked to do a little bit more just because he's kind of a, you know, the veteran. Um, Health is an issue with him. You know, he obviously two years ago, he missed most of the year. But last year he he played in 70 games. Um, His scoring has gone down some, but he's an efficient scorer. He shot 36% from three last year. Um he is a defensive star where they call him the what well, they call him the anchor man yeah um maybe because it's a, he's a defensive uh, really
0: good player next to joke they they complement yeah. each other pretty yeah. well so he
1: fits that he brings that veteran presence that
0: nuggets light up
1: uh but we kind of know what we're getting with him so
0: yeah expect um don't expect him to very uh play a lot of minutes i, I assume he's probably gonna play 20 to 25 minutes and then jerry McGrath's gonna fill in that role
1: he'll be another load management type guy
0: yeah Alrighty. uh next on the list we have the rooster gallinari i (laughs) love and that's his nickname i I love that the Rooster name i obviously got traded to the thunder um was played for the clippers last year he had a three uh three above uh wins above replacement was actually i would say almost had a career year just for a playing time i mean he Mm -hmm. he played what almost 70 games last year which is a Crazy when you think of Galinari, yeah, 68 of, games. Yeah, glass frame. <laughs> I don't, I when I think of Galinari, I just think of like, oh, he's out. That's the yeah, he's he, he, out.
1: He had like the most games he's ever played in his career 71. That was 2012. Last year, he played 68. That's a, uh, the third highest. I guess he played quite a bit as a sophomore, but he's hurt all the time. That's the biggest problem with Galinari. He's an offensive um a significant offensive plus i mean four pu- point plus 4.2 um points per 100 possessions an offensive player like that's what he does but he's actually not that bad a defender which is why we see him so high mm-hmm. um he's kind of a replacement level defender but a lot of times you know this is the difference between him and a guy like ryan anderson yeah They're both skilled offensive players but gallo can, a lot can play d yeah and he's on so, like- a lot more athletic type. Yeah, player. he is, and he's more creative than Ryan Anderson was. But oh, it, yeah, great, he,
0: way better, better shot maker. Yeah,
1: but that that's why that's why Gallinari. You see him so high in this list. That's why he's been such a productive NBA player, is Because mm-hmm. he can play the defense and the court. And he's a, a you know very skilled offensive player. It's all about help with him. Um, he's going to be this the what the second best player on that Thunder team. He's going to be asked to score. Yeah, it's either him or uh,
0: or uh, what's their center's name. Um, Adams. Yeah, Adam. Sorry, I'm bad with names, but I know. I, I picture the guy in my head. I just kind of forget the yeah, name. Yeah, you
1: could try draws, tattoos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, the other nickname he had was Gallo. I've, I've heard that name. I kind of mm-hmm. like that one, too. So uh, next on the list is Joe Jinglin Ingalls. Great great to yeah agreed, one of my agreed. favorite players in the nba i don't know why I just root for the guy yeah i mean he just he I mean he looks like a guy that you would play pickup basketball at the y yeah you honestly could find him
1: you know he's, he's obviously tall but you go ahead and be like oh this is a former college player like yeah you know, meet him over at the ymca he's probably you know wouldn't even be the best <laughs> might not be the best athlete we'd find at the pickup game yeah but uh his offensive game or his uh nba Game has really shown itself with the Jazz.
0: Yeah, he came uh came in at a three bright right around Gallinari, uh, three wins above replacement. I think he had a, a lot better wins above replacement a year or two ago.
1: Yeah, he had uh, a 6.1 two years ago. Wow. And five point seven the year before that. So
0: obviously, uh, an older guy kind of fell into his own later in his career. I think he started showing up around age twenty nine. Yeah, and he and he
1: only he only came over to the uh, NBA uh, at age twenty seven. Uh, but his first three years in, in Utah he you know was paying like 15 20 minutes a game and then he became a full-time starter in 2017 um and has really taken off since there he just fits that lineup he's a great passer um he's good def- a defender. good great defender yeah a good a really good defender um
0: three point amazing three point shooter does he just all trades really yeah he's
1: he uh definitely a glue type guy and he he belongs he belongs in this top this top half yeah. Uh,
0: also said, Slowmo Joe and Jinglin' Joe. Yeah, Jinglin' Joe. I don't know how he got the name Jinglin' Joe, but I love it. It's a it's a huge Reddit meme, and I'm I'm all for it. So, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is coming in next uh, with Memphis Grizzlies coming in at a three point one. Jaron Jackson obviously showed a lot of potential last year. Just an amazing defender. Can step yeah. out to the three. Just an uber athlete. Yeah, this is
1: another guy that we're talking about. You know, this is highlight reel type guy here you're going to be seeing seeing more and more of jaron jackson especially as that grizzly team Yeah, spe- yeah with develops. john moran
0: that's that's going to be a really athletic team minus valinush's yeah the <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: the the grizzlies are kind of lost in nba you know kind of lost in the the mix of it because they're just not very competitive so you don't hear they did a lot of rebuild right though yeah they did um but you don't hear a lot about jaron jackson on the you know you're not going to tune into nba or to the espn and hear much about the grizzlies but He's a player to watch out for. He's a great defender, just a fantastic defender, um, even as a rookie. To plus two point four defensive plus minus for the entire regular season. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. That's like PJ yeah. Tucker level defender, uh, but he has a lot higher upside offensively. So he's a good three point shooter. Nearly thirty six percent on two and a half uh, threes per game. Didn't shoot a whole lot of them. Um, he gets to the rim. He's an, an uber athlete. He uh, he's only. The craziest thing about him is he's 19.
0: Yeah, he's uh, really, really young. I think he was one of the youngest players in the uh, draft last year,
1: and he's for sure the youngest player
0: we have in our top 15. Yeah, yeah I think the next guy is probably right behind him, John Collins, yeah. mm-hmm. coming at a 3.4. Just an amazing offensive player. Uh, I don't know his. I don't know if he's like a good. I don't. Know, he didn't really sh- shoot a lot of threes last year, but a good. Getting rid of range, post up player, mm-hmm. very, really very athletic. Yeah, super athletic. Love the short shorts.
1: <laughs> yeah, bringing it back. <laughs> John Collins is a core piece of that of that Hawks lineup, and
0: just a draft steal. I think he went 17th uh, two 19. years ago. Nineteen, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, 19 out of the Wake Forest. I mean, he's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from from jaron jackson although he's not as bad a defender as you might think even as a rookie he was a plus defender no it just doesn't get a lot of counting stats no he doesn't um but offensively he's he's got it put together last year he took a huge leap i mean i'm just just look at these touting stats offensively and it's like man this guy can ball mm-hmm. a 20 points a game at 56 percent field goal percentage that field goal percentage he shot 2.63 per game and shot 35 percent and um, you
0: could probably see that increasing next year. Yeah. And
1: he, he gets the line four times a game shooting 76%. That's respectable for a, for a big. Um, and he's a great rebounder nine a game. He's asked to do a lot for that Hawks team. He's going to continue to be asked great to do a Great chemistry with Trey. Mm-hmm. And he's only 21 years old. So <coughs> this guy, um you know, he had a, a decent rookie here. His, his wins above replacement was a 1.7 as a rookie, which is impressive. His counting stats weren't quite as eye popping. Um, his his scoring uh, he scored 9 more points per game than he, last year than he did as a rookie uh, but he just asked to do more and that Hawks team started to run more as you get Trey Young in there Yeah. Um, they started to to push the court a little bit more John yep. Collins is an exciting off a young powerful
0: yeah and when Trey figured it out uh, in the later half of the season they they really started to click so i'm i'm really excited about that uh nicknames we have for John Collins are JC and the Baptist i've heard the Baptist before um just John, John the Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he baptizes people when he dunks on them. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's the highlight reel for sure.
0: All right, next on the list, this is obviously projection. He has not really been in the league in over a year and a half. His Christoph Porzingis with the Mavs had that black uh, blockbuster trade last year, uh, sitting in first rounds and a bunch of players between the Knicks. Signed that five-year deal with uh, the Mavs. He obviously had, I think, well, there were some stipulations with injuries yeah in the in that contract but they haven't projected a 3.6 a lot of people forget how good Christoph porzingis is um when he yeah. was actually playing he
1: was like you know the talk of the town for a couple of years and then yeah. he gets hurt once it's like you know no one even cares that he signed a max deal this year and he's going to be overshadowed on his own o- team this year too mm-hmm. Doncic will um overshadow him but porzingis you know he's only going to be 24 this year, he's a fantastic defender. Uh, one of the better uh, power forward defenders in the league mm-hmm. al- already at, at a young age. Offensively, he still has some room for improvement. He's not that efficient offensively, um, but he's got the skill set to to improve that. And I think if he's playing with a good player like Doncic, should help him because in New York, he was who else
0: was there with him?
1: You yeah. know what I mean? He's the last couple of years he's asked to do a whole lot.
0: I, yeah, I mean. Hardaway was the best player on that team. Yeah,
1: there's so. a reason he was shooting 44.
0: percent Yeah, I mean he obviously had to create everything for himself. So,
1: yeah, great. You know he's he's gonna flirt with the lead league in blocks. I'm sure nearly mm-hmm. two and a half a game. Um, 2017. Uh, he's an, a not a great rebounder for his size, I and mean, he's one of the tallest players in the league. But he's he's not doesn't have a great knack for seven three.
0: I think it's just because he's not. It's just his 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 weight. Obviously, mm-hmm. he just can't yeah. really box out well, but. He's a skinny guy, but he doesn't have a low uh, center of gravity. He's athletic
1: enough that uh, you'd like to see him probably probably get a little bit better mm-hmm. uh, at the rebound event. Kind of like that John Collins level. I think that's one thing he does struggle with because uh, his his rebound rate is, is pretty low. Um, his assist rate is also really low. He doesn't move
0: the ball very well. He averages only one assist a game for his career. And that's that can be contributed to just being on horrid teams. Yeah, part of it is you know, who the heck are you going to pass to. Yeah,
1: and that's why we see his field goal percentage so low too. Um, his offensive offensive efficiencies actually aren't very good for you know, how many points he's scoring per game. But some of that has to do with where he was playing. So,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, next on the list we have Robert Covington. Obviously, Robert Covington played small forward his whole career, but there was talks uh, like this whole past off season about him playing power forward. So they could put Jared Culver into that starting lineup, so that's where we're gonna put him for now,
1: and I think he's he's
0: defensively we know he can play that, yeah, and he's tall enough i think he's six nine six ten so i mean he's yeah, not six ten yeah so he's not short by any means so he can he has the length to guard the four but the uh size might be an issue with weight I think he's not not a very uh big big dude big dude so no two twenty five yeah so uh he comes in at a three point eight War, um, Robert Cuffington, obviously just an amazing, amazing defender. Yeah. Really a decent three point shooter, not a, a super efficient player, but I think most of his shots just come from spot up threes really. Yeah.
1: And that's where he belongs on the offensive end. Uh, his field goal percentage overall is pretty low 43%, but shot 37% from three last year. Um, sorry, 38% from three last year. So th- this is like a three and D guy sliding into the power forward spot. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best defenders we have in our league and that's why he's ranked so high up here his defensive plus minus was uh, plus three last year
0: and that was with uh being injured mostly mm-hmm. and that's
1: pretty much you know 2017 3.6 2018 plus three i mean this guy can ball mm-hmm. at the defensive end uh offensively he's a little bit one-dimensional but uh, he brings wins to the team because he can he can spread the floor and he can guard the best player on the opposing team
0: yeah and like I said, with Otto Porter, I mean this guy is probably even more the prototypical three and D type of guy you want on your team because he's taller, longer, and probably a better defender than Otto Porter. So
1: yeah, Otto Porter's got a little bit more advanced offensive game, not, although not much. Yeah, uh, I th- the, the ro- Robert Covington's going to fit pretty well into that. He was hurt, you know, after that trade he got mm-hmm. hurt. So I like I like his fit with Minnesota.
0: Yeah uh nicknames are pretty cool i like lord covington roco is a great name rock never really heard of that rob obviously he's short for robert and then glovington kind of a play on word of the glove uh, mm. uh um payton um what's that i can't remember his name. first name gary gary payton yeah gary payton uh, gary payton's name was the glove because he was good at defense so it's, it's pretty fitting uh next on the list uh should surprise really no one uh, just an amazing breakout year for the Raptors and. Which really helped propel them to win the championship is Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. the Just, former G leaguer. Yeah, former G leaguer. Uh, I think he was a 23rd pick or something crazy. Just I I haven't really seen a jump like this from a second year player in a really long time. Obviously, like you get these rookies and they make big strides through a sophomore year, like kind of like Darren Fox. Mm-hmm. But you yeah. don't guys see guys kind of like. Muddle and, sec- uh, like, mediocrity. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't say me- mediocrity, but, you know. But
1: his first two years in the league, he only averaged, like, six points a game. Yeah. He wasn't getting shots. He really was. I mean, he was only, he played 15 minutes a game as a rookie and played some in the G League, only 55 games. And then last year, he was on the roster all year, only played 20. I mean, he was, like, an end-of-the-rotation type of guy.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I, me personally, I've been following the NBA for probably fi- 12, 15 years now. I've not seen a player like Pascal Siakam make, or even a player in general make a jump like Pascal Siakam.
1: Yeah, his, his, I mean, he's a legitimate, like, star-level NBA player. His wins above replacement last year were 6.2. That's all-star. Oh, yeah. Um, They kind of expect him to go back down to earth a little bit here, have him at
0: Um, 3.9. Still a really good player. Yeah, and obviously he's going to have to pick up, uh, he's probably going to have to pick up the 10 to 15 shots that Kawhi Leonard took last year. Yeah. It all depends on if Siakam is ready to take that more offensive load. Obviously, he averaged what 20 and eight or twenty and nine. So he has that amazing deadly spin up, uh, spin move. He's a pretty good three point shooter. Uh, I mean, as a like a spot up three point shooter, I don't. Yeah, I, he shot
1: thirty seven percent from three last yeah, year. Yeah, we
0: haven't really seen him create his own three yet. Um, great, amazing transition player. Just I call him Greek Freak Light, just because I mean that's kind of how he plays the game. I think mm-hmm. he's a better shooter than Greek Freak. Yeah, but. He's actually a decent point forward when that when asked of him, but yeah, he's coming at a three point nine wins above replacement. Obviously, his nickname is pretty popular, Spicy pee. It's one of my favorite nicknames on this list. So they
1: have a comp for him, Taeshon Prince. I think that's a that's a similar comp. I mean, a really good. You know, Tayshawn Prince was on some really good teams, mm-hmm. um, but he was a really skilled, you know, Paul Millsappy kind of player too. Josh Howard. I don't know if you remember Josh Howard for the Mavericks. Yeah,
0: uber athletic. Yeah, so and we we could say. Pascal Siakam like kind of stutter and remain the same, which is still almost an all-star level player, which would be, I, I don't think the Raptors would be against. But uh, Siakam to connect the next step, I can see him probably averaging twenty-three and ten. Yeah, I
1: mean, nearly averaged seventeen points a game last year with a quite Leonard on his team. Yeah,
0: and if he's taking more shots, yeah, I mean, obviously he's probably not going to average the amazing field goal percentage he had, but yeah,
1: because what he shot fifty-five percent last yeah, year, yeah, but if, if that he, should go down some,
0: with the but if shots. that goes down to fifty, while upping his points by. 23 is still really mm-hmm. efficient player so
1: and hey he I mean he's a top 10 power forward
0: came mm-hmm. out
1: of nowhere I mean if we would have been doing this rankings at the beginning of last year he wouldn't even wouldn't have been anywhere in the top 70 probably
0: yeah Alrighty. uh next on the list obviously just signed with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers we have Al Horford I guess he did uh, did find that deal he was looking for because I I did not believe it as a Celtics fan when he said oh, yeah I got a four year contract out there worth a hundred million I'm like, like go go for it dude <laughs> and yeah, he did he I, I guess he did so um, but I mean but despite his age everything else says he deserves it yeah he, obviously this deal runs into him being almost thirty seven I think he's going to be he's thirty three he's going to be this this going to be his thirty four year old season mm-hmm. Al Horford just man he's such a good player but he's not amazing at I mean, I would say he's uh, maybe two a year or two ago. He's an amazing defender, but just not like amazing at anything. But just really good at everything. Yeah, great he's passer, a, defender, shooter. Just a
1: great like number two, number three mm-hmm. star. I mean, he, he there's a reason he got paid so much. He's a borderline all star level player. Um, doesn't do anything, you know, fantastic. But his wins above I think replacement. He was an all
0: star last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah.
1: Um, two years ago, his wins above replacement were 8.3. That's like. Getting up there in the top 10 in the league. It's last like all year, NBA, yeah. Yeah, last year, 5.6. That's still nearly all star level player. Um, this
0: game ages pretty well, I think.
1: It does. He's never, I mean, actually been that athletic. He's strong. He's got a good base. He's fundamentally sound defensively. Great footwork. Yeah, I mean, you look at his defensive plus minuses, he's one of the best power forward defenders in the league.
0: I mean, he played most of his time at the center. when, yeah. when, when, even with the Hawks, but like with the Celtics, obviously, he did. So, He's getting moved down to power forward because, I mean, Embiid's, Embiid's going to play center. But just an amazing defender, and you could see it when you watch the playoffs. He guarded uh, G- uh, Giannis and, and Embiid and just slowed them down, like, tremendously.
1: And that shows his defensive versatility, too, mm-hmm. guarding yeah. someone like like uh,
0: Giannis. and Just gave Embiid fits, man. Just yeah. shut him down. This
1: guy's going to – and he can stretch the floor, too. He can shoot the three ball. Um, you know, he shot nearly three a game last year at 36%, career 37% three-point shooter. So, um, he, you know, he'd be a top-10 center, too, and we slide him into that power forward slot. He doesn't, doesn't – even though it's a stronger position, he's still right in those top-10.
0: Yeah, it's sort of in the Tim Duncan mold of just mm-hmm. old-man game that just ages super Transites well. Translates really well. And just great defender and post player, so.
1: He's pretty much done the whole thing his whole career. If you look at, like, his his scoring averages, his, all of his percentages, like – this guy is incredibly consistent, and he's been... I'd be curious to see how many playoff games he has compared to other active I think NBA he, players.
0: I, yeah, I think he I, he might hold the record for longest streak in the playoffs. He used it to be Kyle Korver.
1: Yeah. He was at Atlanta all those years, and they made the playoffs like every single year, and then he went to Boston, and they were competitive every year. Yeah. And that's not going to stop for him now, and, and he's a reason. He's a big reason for
0: it. It was that. held by LeBron. Yeah. Until he missed his uh, year last year, so it was also held by JJ Reddick, too. Yeah. So I don't I don't know I don't know who has that, but uh he has a nickname Godfather. I've actually as a Celtics fan, I actually never heard him called that, but um
1: I've heard Big Al before.
0: Yeah, Big. I've heard Big Al, but not Godfather. Uh, I don't know how that started. Just cuz I guess his name is Al. Yeah. I'm, I don't I'm no clue, but uh next on the list who had actually I, I don't want to say breakout season because, I mean, he's always been good. It's Blake Griffin with the Detroit Pistons. He's coming out of 4.8 wins above replacement. Had just a renaissance uh, mm, kind that's of. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. He, Blake Griffin's transformation into a, just an uber dunker rebounder type guy to <laughs> to like. The a modern day big. A mod- yeah, a modern day three-point shooting uh, playmaking kind of big is just. It's extraordinary, and it shows. Because I, I remember reading an article that Blake Griffin shot, I think like ten thousand shots one summer to work on his form. Yeah, you went from a
1: guy for his first his first seven years in the league shot less than one three a game. I mean, he did; he could not shoot threes. Yeah, um, and he's got this like clunky, robotic jump shot, but he shot seven attempts from three last year I per love, game.
0: Uh, are you talking about before? Because I think his form is yeah. pretty decent now. No, before. he said yeah. sit
1: out there and he had like this late
0: release and now he's doing step backs and yeah, stuff Yeah now it's he crazy. looks like
1: you know he's like uh <laughs> looks like Dirk Nowitzki out there.
0: Yeah and I mean if you want a, a picture of uh, of how to stay relevant in the NBA as you age, Blake Griffin's and the the model for it.
1: And it's gonna help him stay healthier too. I mean uh, last year he actually played seventy five games. The year before uh, that he was hurt quite a bit. Yeah, Um,
0: first real full healthy season in a while.
1: Yeah, in nearly three years. Um, But he shot seven threes a game at 36%. I mean, this is a legitimate stretch four. And he's probably – the thing that he brings that a lot of these other guys don't is his playmaking ability. Yeah, Nearly five – or over five assists a game last year. He was a primary ball handler. He's almost like LeBron-esque.
0: Yeah, he's always been a really good passer, but he's never been called upon to do it because he – obviously he played played Chris Paul, so – when he has his own team, I mean, it shows he's averaging almost – he averaged over five assists a game.
1: 24 points, seven, seven seven and a half rebounds, and five assists a game. His rebounding numbers have gone down some as he's lost
0: some of them. Plus, he's playing with – I mean, he's always played just with amazing rebounding centers, yeah. so.
1: Before he had um,
0: – I would even say, yeah, Drummond's a better rebounder than DeAndre, DeAndre. Jordan.
1: Before he had DeAndre, Blake Griffin was leading the league in rebound. I mean, he's a rookie. He averaged 12 a game. Yeah. But he just – he plays with really good rebounders, so – um, and he
0: plays more at the arch, and then like down in the middle, and yeah, he in the spreads trenches, it out so. a little more. And
1: his one thing that Blake Griffin's really improved on, which you're 100 percent right, if, if you are, shooting. yeah, if you're an, if you're a young NBA power forward and you want to look at how to transition your game and to stay relevant, I mean, this guy has improved every single area that you could have asked him to. His three point shooting, his free throw percentage went up from his sophomore year. He shot 52 percent last year. He shot 75.
0: That's crazy. That's and he reworked his whole form because like when Blake Griffin would shoot, he would jump in the air and then like as he was falling, he would like flick his wrist. Yeah, like a late release. It was like a really weird shot. Now it's just like, uh, I mean, it's not perfect, but like it looks, it's better than my jump shot. Yeah, he's
1: a he's a fluid he's a fluid shooter, fluid offensive player. He's really well rounded. mm -hmm. Uh, Blake Griffin, you know he's he's, and you
0: kind of saw the transition when he was with the Clippers. He started shooting more mid range shots and he started hitting them at a pretty decent clip. And then, obviously, he got traded, and, and then he had full range to do that. So
1: Yeah, and he's a – you know, Blake Griffin gets his value because of what he brings offensively. He's an average defender at best. Um, you know, and literally the statistics show he's about average. Um, he's kind of got a short wingspan, which limits his defensive ability some doesn't doesn't get, fill the lanes very well doesn't block very many it's shots it's funny we,
0: we we say short wingspan but he he has a normal wingspan yeah <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like
1: everyone else in the nba has wingspans that are twice as long yeah is the, the average human it's being kind of short
0: wingspans like what? Well, same height it's normal eight eight <laughs> index so yeah
1: but uh blake griffin sitting sitting in at what number six here number seven no number six uh, and that's that's fitting
0: yeah, I I agree with that.
1: 30, coming in at 30 years old, I mean, this guy's been in the league for a while now.
0: Yeah, I I, I would say he probably still has a good two or three years uh, prime of his prime oh, yeah. left. Craziest! I'm gonna give you the craziest stat about
1: Blake Griffin here. No nickname. Yeah, that's I like for the Hollywood type of like how many Kia commercials he was in. Yeah, a lot of those guys get nicknames. He doesn't have one.
0: That was actually when you when you told me that earlier when we were going over this. I, that was one of the most surprising things about this list is Blake Griffin didn't have a nickname and I thought about it I'm like yeah he really doesn't no I mean I, like, you just, for such a high flying like just high caliber player he's been his whole mm-hmm. career he's never had a nickname
1: yeah he was always in the limelight with the Clippers not so much last you know with the Detroit but you know all these commercials and no it's just Blake Griffin
0: yeah alright um, next on the list we have Jason Tatum my boy number five yeah uh, obviously had a sophomore slump I mean I wouldn't even call it a sophomore slump because he still improved almost all of his stats besides his percentages because he took more shots but Jason Tatum obviously it's almost untouchable in Danny Ainge's eyes mm-hmm. uh, I think the only trade, thing he would have traded him for was Anthony Davis but Jason Tatum they have him projected at a five wins above replacement which is pretty insane for a third third uh, third year player I mean mm-hmm. obviously his rookie season was crazy I, what, what was his rookie season like? Uh, four above, yeah.
1: He had five wins above replacement as a w- rookie. That's oh, better than Doncic was last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jason Tatum didn't handle the ball as much as Doncic, which probably helped. His usage rate was lower, yeah. but His
1: efficiencies were higher, yeah. And and he's a better defensive player than yeah. Doncic.
0: And Jason Tatum's actually pretty good defender for um, for coming out of Duke. He wasn't really projected as a. Def- a de- Type defensive type of player mm-hmm. but but he's got a pl-
1: positive 1.5 uh, points per 100 possessions yeah. so you're talking about his average
0: almost a steal and a block a, a game his he, career so his
1: defensive his ade- defensive abilities have actually carried a lot of his war i mean he's he's a good offensive player but we don't, we have not seen the best of his offensive game
0: yet no and he needs to stop to, taking those goddamn mid-range shots so yeah he's he's <laughs> got to uh i he, think that's why his war was down because he he took those mid-range shots instead of because uh, he was Taking a lot of threes his rookie year, and then he kind of transitioned into a mid-range mm-hmm. shooter. I, I mean, he was training with Kobe. I don't know if Kobe had that influence on him to take those long twos, but...
1: Yeah, he's got a... His his field goal percentage went down quite a bit um, last year. So, from 47% to 45%. That's significant over the course of the season, but he also shot three more times. So... I think it'll be interesting to see how his role changes with Kyrie being gone, and I know you know Kemba Walker needs his shots too, but
0: Kemba, I I think I think he'll do a lot better just because Kemba is such an amazing off ball type of player mm-hmm. that I think Gordon Hayward's probably going to handle the ball more as a point forward, and yeah. I think Jason Tatum, I think you look to see him having more of a breakout season this year. Probably, I would I wouldn't put it against him averaging twenty points a game. Yeah, I think
1: you're right. I think he. I think his efficiencies will. I mean, he's still shooting good percentage. He's a good three point shooter. The only thing that Jason Tatum's really missing in his game, he doesn't create all that well uh, for himself no, or it, for other people.
0: Him and Jalen are, are not good dribblers. They 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 bounce the ball really high. As when I watch Celtics mm-hmm. games, uh, they they both have pretty decent first steps. But to ask them to like create uh, outside the three point line, it just it's not going to happen. They lose the ball too much driving to the hoop. But you you want to see you'd like to see that aggression though driving to the hoop. I hope he tries to finish more at the hoop and then like turn around and try to shoot a mid range shot. Like yeah, because only really Kobe or Michael could do like do that kind of shot and it'd be effective. Yep. Um, uh, Jason Tatum didn't have any nicknames. Uh, Well, says he did, but I I'd never heard Jay Taco or jay i guess i don't know
1: yeah, taco, the taco to taco jay came from like he won a taco bell skill challenge so that really didn't last for very long he doesn't really have any of those lasting sticking nicknames
0: yeah Alrighty. uh next on our list we have draymond green um with the warriors yep number four coming out of 5.7 wins above replacement i mean everyone knows draymond green's an amazing player just and uh, one in a, this, just this generation's like I would, I wouldn't go far as say uh, Dennis Rodman, kind but of like
1: a Pippen Rodman mix.
0: Yeah, just but not the rebounder Rodman. No. It is, obviously, but Draymond Green just a generational defensive talent, um, and really good passer. So that's why he gets kind of compared to Pippen. Not as athletic as Pippen, but Draymond's Green ability to pass the ball from the high post and just defend the one through five is just uh, is unmatched.
1: He's kind of like a he's like a Paul Millsap ish type player, better defender, mm-hmm. better ball handler too.
0: And I, I really do expect to see. I mean, Draymond Green's going to be thirty this season, I think, or going to 20- be
1: going to be twenty nine this season.
0: Oh, okay, so he's still pretty young. He's um, um, still pretty young. He uh, he might still get that max contract. It's obviously um, uh, uh, the year that he's going to. I assume he's probably going to pick it up to try to get that max contract. I don't know if it's going to be from the Warriors, but
1: and I imagine he's going to be asked to do more. I mean, he's not a fantastic offensive player. No, um, just a
0: really good score.
1: He's not a fantastic oh, score. Yeah, yeah. He's a very good um, ball handler. He's a very good uh, facilitator. He averages seven assists a game the last couple of years. And that's just absurd from a point four position, considering the guards he has. Yeah. Um, doesn't create for himself very well. The thing that's really hurting him is his three point shot has really fallen off. He's actually, he only really had one good year from the three point line, but he still shoots quite a few of them. That hurts his efficiency some on the offensive end, but he's so darn good defensively that um, we've seen him regress the last the last couple years uh, on the offensive end, but defense has still stayed pretty strong.
0: Yeah, and I expect him to have a bounce back here. Probably not on the level he had two, three years ago when he won defense player of the year and averaged almost close to a triple-double, but I assume it's probably going to be pretty close because everyone was saying his his – his uh, athletic ability is kind of dissipating, but I mean the dude's gonna be twenty nine. It's not like he's in his late his early thirties. So I think he was a little overweight
1: last year. Too. Yeah, just yeah. I now. mean
0: that doesn't help. And obviously when it showed when he got into shape in the playoffs, the dude was just a maniac. He averaged like a triple double the whole playoffs. So mm-hmm. and having uh, KD not there is probably gonna help his usage. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, Draymond Green has up his sleeve. Uh, nicknames for Draymond Green are Day Day. I've never really heard that. The Dancing Bear nah Dre I've heard Dre before but yeah well so next on our list at number three is coming in Uh, this was controversial we didn't know where how the Clippers lineup was going to go but we put Paul George there because he's taller than quality Leonard so we thought he played the four better but we have Paul George there obviously and
1: he's, he's not really ever been a power forward. He's played like shooting guard and and small forward,
0: but. Which is crazy for his height.
1: Yeah, it just didn't. I mean, the, the guy's listed at 6'9. He's taller than
0: 6'9. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kinda I don't like Kevin really, Durant's situation. Yeah.
1: I don't really know. If they don't put him there, I don't know what else they would do. They have to play Shamit, I imagine. So mm-hmm. we kind of just said Paul George, even though they're kind of pretty much going to be playing four guards and. Um, Probably Zubak, or maybe they play Harold and go ultra small. I don't know.
0: I assume they probably still take Harold off the bench, but who knows? Um, but yeah, this is where we have him listed because Kawhi Leonard and him pretty much do play the same position. Kawhi Leonard could play power forward though. I mean, he's played power forward in the past. He's really, mm-hmm. really good rebounder and just can defend any position. So yeah, so
1: I mean, they're probably going to be relatively interchangeable. Paul George is a fantastic defender too. So we we'll, we'll kind of just see here. This is where we decided when we were looking at their roster, we said we're going to put Paul George at the. The four just because he's taller.
0: Yeah, and these players are obviously interchangeable and they have a, a similar wins above replacement, so they would still be in the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not a whole lot to say about Paul George. He had a breakout season last year. Um, they kind of project him to have, come back to Earth. He, I think he had like a 12 or 13 so last year. 12.5 wins. above yeah. so nope. that's
1: like all NBA, MVP candidate, which he was. Yeah, MVP he
0: was third and voting um, on, uh, MVP.
1: 2017, 7.6. Uh, that was you know, before his injury. This Now they got it projected at nine, which. Kind of coming back to earth a, a little bit, but still all the NBA level uh, at nine wins above replacement. Paul George is such a good defender, and his offensive game. You know, everyone last year his offensive game took a huge jump. Uh, he's always been a very good defender, um, but throughout the season last year he was just consistent as could be, and avoided injury for the most part. Seventy seven games is is pretty solid.
0: And they're both going to be twenty nine coming into the season or twenty eight, mm-hmm. I think. So yeah, Paul George twenty nine. Uh, right now, he won't be 30 till next NBA season. Yeah, so and Kawhi Leonard's gonna be 28 this season. Uh, I think he just turned 28, but yeah, but yeah, relatively young. Uh, Paul George coming out those shoulder injuries, so we'll see how he uh, how he performs. But I assume he's still gonna. I think he's probably gonna take a dip in if not efficiency, but just uh, sh- points. Obviously, yeah. so I don't think he's gonna average 28 again. No,
1: I mean Paul George really has very little weaknesses. The only thing his field goal percentage is kind of low. Um, he's a career forty three percent shooter. That's pretty low. He shoots a lot twenty one attempts per game last year. Yeah, but he's a great. Three, his three point shot is like what carries his game. Yeah, he shot, he like shot four, ten, nearly ten a game last year,
0: and that was almost a record. I believe there's only been like two players in NBA history of that shot over 10 threes a game. Mm-hmm. And he shot thirty eight
1: percent. Yeah. So I mean, he is a legitimate like,
0: and he was averaging over forty percent for like almost a whole year until he had that shoulder shoulder injury. So yeah.
1: Um, He's a a very good passer, um, a very good rebounder for his position. Nearly seven rebounds a game, uh, and defensively he doesn't
0: have any weaknesses. And decent passer. He uh, he upped his assist this year, I think, to almost four. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So Paul George is a very well-rounded player. He doesn't. His defensive end is why he's. I mean, he's a a good offensive player, very good offensive player, but he's such a good defender. That's why he's up here. Yeah, and that's what separates him from Jason Tatum.
0: Yeah. So next on the list we have, uh, our sorry he has his nicknames are PG thirteen which I think he's most popular for, and then uh, Young Trace is that? Is yeah, it? that's
1: like his his Twitter handle too. I'm not sure where okay. where and, he got that from. But Batman,
0: he... I've never heard him called Batman. And then Playoff P, which kind of cursed him when he when he said Playoff P's coming and they <laughs> yeah. go on to lose the next g- all the games later and get kicked out of the playoffs. So yeah, that was back in his Indiana <laughs> days. No, what that was, Indiana
1: days. No, that was that that
0: was uh first year of uh, of the Thunder. Oh, yeah, yeah, so no, wait, no, that might have been his second year as a Thunder player. I I don't remember, it it was just it was ironic. So you're
1: mostly PG 13 13 with him, yeah, which is a pretty cool. All
0: right, uh, next on this list, these guys could probably be interchangeable for just how transcendent, like they're just I, Anthony Davis, I mean. Anthony Davis has almost become underrated with his trade to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, playing for his mar- market with uh, with the Pelicans, An- Anthony Davis is so good. It's it's actually criminal how unrated he is.
1: Both ends of the court.
0: Yeah. I mean, just a monster. It's, it has improved almost every single year he's been in the league. I think he averaged, what, 28, 12, 5, and uh, two steals and mm-hmm. like two blocks before he like got shut down. Yeah. Just... Actually, insane. If he if he zero would, weaknesses, in this he guy's probably game. would have won MVP if he would have went to the playoffs this past mm. year. Or so he's on a better team. Yeah, and I I he's in my top at least three for uh, MVP for this next year.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Anthony Davis is the thing that separates him from a lot of these other guys is his ball handling. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy literally looks like a guard out there, and in some of the moves that he has between his legs, behind his back, mm-hmm. um, spinning. This guy, and he's gonna, he's just, he's works on it every offseason, too. He's just gonna get
0: better, yeah. And you can contribute that to his growth bird. He was a guard like most of his high school career until he hit a gross bird his senior year, yeah.
1: He's like, uh, you know, obviously Blake Griffin's a really good uh, ball handler, too, but he's the best ball handling
0: power forward we have here, um,
1: mm-hmm. besides you know like the Paul George, who's not or maybe really Giannis. a power forward, you know, yeah. Uh, but he's Anthony Davis is like a legitimate big, mm-hmm. you know, he's 6'10, a little bit legitimate. Six ten, bigger guy. You know, 600, only, 250 pounds.
0: Yeah, the only concerns you have with Anthony Davis, I mean, it, the only weakness to his game really is maybe three point shooting and yeah, staying healthy.
1: And he's an average three point shooter. Uh, last year, thirty three percent. Two years, thir- uh, two years ago, thirty four. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes, just two or so a game. Yeah. Um, I imagine that's something he continues to work on. Uh, but you're uh, you're right, health is an issue with him. He hasn't had a catastrophic injury, but he gets just, dinged
0: up. Yeah, just. Uh, he just – he's never had a major in- injury, but it's just the small stuff that adds up. And you, mm-hmm. hopefully, you, you, if, he's, if he can play at least I, – I, there hasn't been a player that's won MVP that's lost – or uh, played less than 72 games, and that was Allen Iverson. So if and he can play at least 73 to 75 games I and put up what he did last year – And
1: he's only played 75 games twice yeah, in his career.
0: So. If he can play 75 games and put up what he did last year and bring the Lakers to a top three seed, I, I don't see anyone besides Harden and John Gian, uh, Giannis to, did, uh, take mm-hmm. the MVP away from him.
1: They haven't projected at 2,500 minutes next year, so that's like a 70 in that
0: 70-75 game yeah. range.
1: So obviously, this wins above replacement. We haven't well, they haven't listed at uh, projected at 9.2, which is around his career average. Mm-hmm. Um, all-NBA, MVP candidate level player here. He's only going to be 26 years old this year. So he's been in the league for, for quite some time. He's it was all the way since 2012. Yeah, seventh, seventh year now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, Anthony Davis is...
0: and I can see Anthony Davis keeping up his stats from last year just because LeBron's going to be 35 halfway through the season. I mean, he's going to mm-hmm. have to carry a lot of this offensive load because you don't know what you're going to get from Cousins. Danny Green's... A, okay shooter but he's never averaged more than 10 points a game and then you have rondo who's kind of inept on shooting so yeah he's going
1: to have the ball in his hands and uh, he's going to be fed the rock in la and his you can already kind of see his spotlight coming up a little bit you Mm -hmm. know instagram and he's been on espn probably you know more for his non-basketball stuff in the last week than he has in his entire career
0: yeah uh you already know his nicknames unibrow the brow ad and Fat man, I, I I don't know if that's something that has to do with Louisiana or not, but I've never really heard him called Fat man. But
1: yeah, pretty much the brow. Yeah, I the brow. Ad the brow.
0: Brows, yeah, that's in my top five. The brows just, I mean, I hate it. I think it's super ugly. But, yeah, I wish you get rid of the thing, because but it's, it's unique. But I I, I don't think you can get rid of it at this point. You know,
1: it's interesting because like it's almost like he needed the niche. Yeah, in New Orleans. It's
0: like James Harden shaving his beard. It's like he can't really do it at this point. Yeah,
1: but in L.A. he probably wouldn't
0: have needed that. No, no. And, I, I mean, he loses all his branding because, I mean, he has all his T-shirts and stuff as the brow. And, mm-hmm. So uh, he probably keeps it, I'd assume. But next on this list, no surprise, the MVP. Um, I can't pronounce his name Giannis, so. Antico- Giannis Antetokounmpo. I keep saying Giannis. Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I,
1: Antetokounmpo.
0: I'll get it right one of these days. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to call him the Greek freak. We're yeah. not proud. Yeah. Uh, obviously plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks were... Um, well, I, they weren't close to the finals, but, I mean, they, they lost 4-2, to two, so, I mean. I I guess it's obviously a really good Raptors team. Yeah, obviously a really good Raptors team. If they, if they can, if Giannis can take that next step, which is crazy to think, but he has every year now.
1: He's got so much room to grow, which is the craziest thing about this guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's an average shooter. He's, I don't know what else, I mean, his defense is pretty good. It's post-game, I mean. Yeah, he's only 24. Oh, my God, he's only twenty-four, man. He's only twenty-four. Years it was old. just
1: actually ridiculous. I mean, look at like the other players we're talking about. They were like John Collins is twenty-four. That's like just think about nuts. the difference. In, I mean, John Collins is a good NBA player, but this is the MVP here.
0: Yeah, we um, haven't really seen a player like Giannis. I don't. I don't think ever. Just uh, this guy who's seven foot can handle the ball and just. Yeah, and he's a legit he's... seven foot. He weighs two hundred forty-two pounds. I mean, if you see, like, where
1: he looks like when he came into the league compared to now. It's just a, fr- just a freak athletic
0: And I think that's player. why Shaq said he's the next... Super- I mean, he's Shaq who can dribble and kind of shoot. He's
1: like this generation's Shaq. freak athlete, Shaq.
0: Yeah. Which is just nutty. I, I mean, mean, he's that
1: LeBron-level athlete, but he's got three inches on LeBron.
0: Yeah. I mean, he. I wouldn't be surprised if they said he was a legitimate seven-footer. I mean, he's grown, he grew his first three years in the league. He's
1: listed at even 6'11", and they tend to underlist those guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, they had him projected at 12.3. I, did he have a higher one last year? I don't know. Remember. last year he was at 12.9
1: so pretty much right at the same level yeah I mean, that's I'm, gonna be behind james harden i think he's number two
0: yeah and they have him going down a little bit i don't know if i agree with that they lost uh what's his face uh brogdon brogdon so i mean he's probably gonna have to make up for brogdon's you're talking shots. about
1: like half a win so it's not like a huge dip down but no yeah he, he had an mvp caliber year this year and you just don't see a lot of I mean, his win.
0: war has improved every year i don't see it I don't I mean I'm not doubting the Carmelo, Carmelo system but I I don't really see it going down which I mean not even, yet. Not yet, no.
1: Now he hasn't he won't lose a step for a good couple of years. The thing that could really break his game open is any kind of ju- any kind of three-point jump shot and I saw a video I think it was Twitter Instagram him working with Kyle Korver who they just signed. Oh. Like and it says something about like the league should be shaking in their boots. Like, yeah, <laughs> seriously, if this guy
0: and Giannis improved his three point shooting after uh, like later, like after the All Star break, he mm. shot a respectable, I think, thirty five percent from three. Yeah,
1: he shot two and a half attempts per game on the season. He was only at, like twenty six percent, but he was just a really poor in the beginning. That's a significantly lower than he was even last the year before. If he could be like a thirty three percent three point shooter, shooting like three a game, just so people had to respect it. I mean, he's already an MVP. We'd be talking about like, you know, where's he at in the all-time greats before we know it.
0: Yeah, and th- another knock on Giannis's game that I I hope he works at because LeBron never did was free throw shooting. Yeah, he's got a he's
1: seventy three percent last year. The problem is that he gets so many attempts yeah, nine it, and a half a game,
0: and it, it kills your team when you're. You're missing those free; they freebies. You have to you have to make those, especially in
1: those clutch situations. Where mm-hmm. you, I mean, it has to be consistent. And, and you're right; LeBron has struggled with that his whole career. That's probably the one, one of the biggest knocks on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you and, don't want to see him go to the free free throw line with the game on the line.
0: And it's weird. I I noticed this trend. I don't know if if it's just because the league's more fast paced and you're getting more attempts, but it seems like a lot of players don't focus on free throw shooting. It seems like a lot of these good players don't aren't good free throw shooters
1: i don't know if it's just because it's not glamorous enough and yeah you, they're just not putting in the time
0: I mean, obviously james hart and steph curry are the outlier but mm-hmm. like even some of these guards coming in like uh lonzo and, oh yeah
1: don't get me started on lonzo.
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i mean obviously a lot of point guards are gonna be good at it but like it just a lot of these even small forwards are just not good free throw shooters it's weird
1: and i think it's that one part of the game that drives the average fan nuts yeah, you know, like you want you expect these guys to make these shots. Well, if these
0: guys are really good at getting in the rim. I think that it should become second nature to be a good free throw shooter. I mean,
1: nine and a half attempts per game. You're talking about over over eighty, two games, nearly eight hundred attempts per year. And that's just in the. Like, and you're missing like two hundred of those.
0: Yeah, and that's two hundred points you're giving up. Yeah, that's uh, a and, and that's significant. And that could be a game-winning free throw. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: seventy-two or seventy-two percent is pretty low uh it's not you know we're not talking not about Drummond level
0: yeah it's not like 50% but like a uh, player of his caliber you expect him to shoot high 70s high low 70s, 70s. Would if he, he can get it up to like 77 78 then we're we're yeah. he, we're like two pretty. years ago he
1: shot 76 that's a little more respectable last mm-hmm. year he just you know he's a career 74 it's yeah. a little low um
0: for, uh, for, obviously this is this is just giannis this is a player of his caliber we're not expecting like every player to shoot High seventies, low eighties. Like you, yeah, obviously, that's that's what you want in your player, but that's not realistic with some of these guys. But
1: yeah, and he's got the same career percentage as LeBron James does. But that's a knock on
0: you know, mm-hmm. that's
1: one thing that LeBron struggled with. And LeBron's
0: missed clutch free throws before. In yeah, his and
1: career. It, even last year he was he was just awful, of like sixty five percent. But um, three point percentage and and free throw percentage, you know, overall he just needs to be a better shooter. He's so athletic that uh...
0: I think. I think his high field goal percentage kind of makes up for it a little bit, but it's still he, if he just if he not bumps it up by like five percent, I think mm-hmm. he you see him averaging over thirty points a game.
1: And I, I he said something interesting after his playoff loss, and it, I just don't know what to expect. Remember a couple of years ago when he played with Jason Kidd, he played like a lot of point guard. Mm-hmm. And then last year they they asked him to play lower, and he actually played like they more, moved him to the power forward. Yeah, right? more like a power forward, which is why we have him here. It um, also kind of fits the he rotation.
0: Small, small forward most of his career, right, for this past couple of years? Yeah,
1: and he's – and actually it's funny. If you look at the basketball reference positions, they have him small forward, point guard, power forward, shooting guard. Mm. Like he's he can play one through four. Yeah. Um, so – but he said something like, I need to get back to developing my guard, still, guard skills and not playing low. Because he – if you watched him in the playoffs, he would literally play like a back-to-the-basket, power forward, catch it, spin, and, and dunk it'd be interesting to see how his game develops if he focuses on his guard skills, which i think if he wants to take that he's already one of the best players in the league, but if he wants to take that like hey, i'm up there with Michael, i'm up there with LeBron, i'm up there with Kobe step, developing that jump shot's going to take this guy to unheard of uh yeah,
0: and if he leaps. and if he develops a, a more of that post game if he, i mean, if he wants to play like a guard next year, i mean it it depends um but if he if he keeps playing the power forward and down low, if he can develop those those hook shots and those fade away, uh, those jumpers, fade away jumpers and stuff like that, that just he can just add. He's just so talented, man. He can add so much to his game. And
1: like you said, only twenty four.
0: Yeah, I mean that's just that's you look crazy. at crazy. You know how skilled he is. You know,
1: for a twenty four year old who who didn't have a whole lot of you know grooming coming into the league. I mean, as a rookie. He,
0: and that just shows really his work ethic thing. too.
1: Yeah, this guy grinds. Um,
0: I mean, he was sleeping at I watched that uh, documentary of him. He was just he was sleeping mm-hmm. at the gym in Greece. Like he wouldn't go home. He would just worked, 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 and it's just it's it's amazing to watch how far he's come.
1: If you look at his his stat line, it's actually really similar to LeBron James was at that age.
0: Mm-hmm. LeBron James was a a little bit better three point shooter.
1: He he had developed a shot a little bit better by that time.
0: Um, I think LeBron just had a better sh- jump shot coming in. Yeah, he is.
1: Um, they're different players. I mean, they're both freak athletes, but the, the Greek freak is just like a transcendent. Like, you can't stop this guy.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that separates the Greek freak and Anthony Davis from just like almost anybody on the list, this list, is their defense on top of their just amazing offensive games. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Giannis was what, second in Defensive Player of the Year rating? Yeah, and his plus minus was plus 3.8. He'd be the first player to win MVP in Defensive Player of the Year since Michael Jordan, 88. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he's,
1: he's if someone's going to do it, he's him or Anthony Davis.
0: Yeah, so. Alrighty. And uh, nickname, you yeah, obviously know, Greek Freak. And then he had another one called The Alphabet, which is kind of funny because his name's just so crazy. But uh, I, I think the Greek Freak takes it for me. I just Best nickname? Yeah. I, I just. It's so original. like Yeah, it's up there. Like,
1: I mean, it fits the dude, and he literally is a freak.
0: Yeah, if I had to go of my top five, uh, number one would probably be Greek Freak. And then number two would uh, surprise people. It's Spicy P. I love Pascal Siakam. He was on my fantasy team. He was my waiver wire pick of the year. I love his game and just how athletic and just how hard he tries. So, mm-hmm. and Spicy P, I think came from his love of spicy foods or yeah. something like that. So, the Rooster, it's a good nickname. Yeah, I like the Rooster, um, but Spicy P and Greek Freak are my top two. Uh, my next three are probably the Rooster. Um, mm, not a whole lot on here that really stands out too much. Uh, rooster number three, and then yeah. I like I like Lord Covington and Rocco. Those are uh, probably number number Jingle four, with a Joe Jingle and then yeah, probably Joe. yeah, probably uh, Joe Jingle. So, those are my, probably my top five.
1: Yeah, I uh, I like the story
0: we had with P.J. Tucker. That's really unique. Mm, yeah, it's not cool, but it's original.
1: Yeah, it's it's just kind of an interesting Pops Junior. You know,
0: you just don't. Pops Junior is kind of a cool man name. Yeah,
1: but surprised you, you know if he was a more prominent player, it'd probably be a bigger story. But mm-hmm. um, I think that's our that's our power forward rankings. It, it's probably the best position we're going to get to. It's probably the best position we're going to get to all uh, all year.
0: Yeah. Um. So next uh, next week we're going to be covering centers. I'm not. Man, centers have come a long way. They they kind of disappeared. Um, yeah. With this um, growth of small ball with the the Warriors, but it seems like uh, centers are having a resurgence with Joe, Kik and Embiid, and mm-hmm. all these other guys. So it'll be interesting to go down that and um, list all the starting centers. I, I actually don't... I know Embiid and Jokes are going to be up there, but I really don't know who's Drummond, going to... Drummond, Gobert. Yeah, I, I really don't know who's going to be um, high on that list. And you mm-hmm. got to... Remember, centers are one of the most forgiving when it comes to war, too, so... Yeah, it's just easier to get
1: them. So I think this is probably, you know, if you look at a combined war for positions, I think power forwards are probably the, the most impactful.
0: Yeah, I I would say power forwards are probably the most best position in the league right now yeah i mean it's you look at how deep we went i mean you got no one was a negative except for like two players so yeah
1: that's that That was not what we saw at small forward
0: or guard and another thing you got to remember is with forwards it's in and, and big men in general it's easier to be a, a decent player coming out than a guard guards usually don't hit their stride until they're later twenties. Um obviously you have outliers like Steph Curry. Well not even Steph Curry. Steph Curry kinda hit his stride later in his career. Yeah, even his rookie was. Yeah, Kyrie was pretty good as early as career, Ben Simmons. But
1: point guards are just asked to do more. It's the hardest. it's like trying to play quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, it's just exactly. a slower learning curve. There's more to be you know to be done. Um defensively there's a lot more action on the perimeter, mm-hmm. a lot of switching, a lot of screens. Um
0: big men just you come in just be a big body and rebound i mean and you'll be a positive player really. yeah you
1: really can you can you get rebounds can you alter shots and uh, mm-hmm. you don't have to provide anything offensively to 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 be productive yeah um the you know the guys that really take the big steps the ones like anthony davis and
0: yeah um, you, you see on the list the transcendental players are are top 5 usually so alrighty, that's going to do it for this week guys i'm glad to uh stop by if you could give us a rating and uh subscribe on all our uh, platforms that we uh, send out our podcasts out to mostly Apple has a rating system. So if you could give us a five star rating on Apple, that'd be great.
1: Follow us on Twitter, follow our Facebook page. Yeah. we're just trying to, you know, we've really enjoyed doing this and hopefully you guys have too. see, we've got uh, some people that have been following us every week. So we're we're wanting to keep growing that so we can keep doing this. And um, no, it's just a hobby for us, but we really enjoy doing it. So give us a follow, give us a like and uh, spread the word. If you like what we're doing, um, if you got any, you know, ideas for us to talk about things you want, want us to dig into, hit us up with a tweet, hit us up with a, you know, post on our Facebook page. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you're, if you're listening out there, um, you know, interact with us cause we're, we're, we're w- watching it.
0: And we, I mean, if we get a big enough audience, we'll obviously do like mailbag type stuff where you guys send us questions and we'll answer it and all that stuff. I see that on a lot of podcasts, which I actually really like those episodes because it gives it more uh more feeling like we're actually interacting with you guys so
1: yeah we you know we, we we're a pretty analytical group here so uh, if you want to get our opinions out of here send us some stuff and uh i got some
0: hot takes for you yeah
1: we'll open up our hot takes bag for you um uh, like I said, we're gonna finish up these power rankings this is how we just wanted to start our podcast out go with a power ranking series because it's so popular and um you know we like looking at nba players so much but we're gonna
0: it's a different spin on power rankings, too.
1: Yeah, and hopefully we're trying to get you um, some original content, stuff that you're not going to hear on ESPN. Um, you know, at least not very often. So we will, we will continue to, to do that and come up with ideas, and hopefully we can hear a little bit more from you guys.
0: Yeah, and the Twitter will be in the description. It's also if you want to follow, it's at the LM Podcast. I just shortened it for because I couldn't get load management all in one uh, tweet handle, so but yeah thanks for stopping guys bye guys have a good one we've been
2: walking through the forest with blood on our hands got lost in such a foreign land where we could be free we could be free i'm a pig i'm a pilgrim i'm a sin, i'm a saint i'm one of god's children that's the sending from the state we've been deceived we've been ee she was the morning sun Slowly spoils in her brilliance Slowly spoils in her brilliance Oh, I owe The taste of her love The taste of her love, it filled me Taste of her love, it filled me Oh, I owe. We've been walking through the forest With blood on our hands, we got lost in such a foreign land where we could be free, we could be free. I'm a pagan, I'm a pilgrim, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint. I'm one of God's children That's a sin from the state We even deceive, we render see I wanna tell your whole family I heard you cheated, and that I know that you dipped without a word or a reason, and that it wasn't you. But well, my bank PNC, who put me on to the rest of you been sneaking that you try to take more? but well, they want in fucking trance, I want them to know that I tried to call you when I found out, but you weren't answering. Texting me not to make it awkward for the people you in the van with, like I was a brother. Shit, and I still don't understand, I want them to know. That you left me stranded. Have to abandon the separation that you fucking demanded. I want them to know what you did with the world that you were handed. I want you to know that I've cut you from my body like a cancer. When it feels good, yeah, it feels clean. Cause you only ever brought toxins to me. But nowadays, I can actually breathe. And nowadays, I can finally see But part of me still wants to sing A curse upon your womb Maybe it's barren as a wasteland A fear that you have occupied With your lies As you have tried to Escape all the blame That came with the truth But that's better And I'm better off trying not to hate you Cause if I carry that resentment I will never escape you And I've already Forfeited too much of my life To your enslavement. me So my final bit for freedom I guess I forgave you We've been walking through the forest With blood on our hands we got lost in such a foreign land Where we could be free We could be free I'm a pagan, I'm a pilgrim, I'm a sinner I'm a saint, I'm one of God's children That's descending from the state We've been deceived We've been deceived We've been deceived